0: The year is
1: 2007. God help us all. The year.
2: (laughs) Steve Jobs introduced the original iPhone at a Macworld keynote.
1: I personally cried at Radio City Music Hall (coughs) while Hilary Duff sang Someone's Watching Over Me at the Dignity Tour. The... (laughs) Her tour to promote her album Dignity, which was released that year... Also, I was at TRL when she premiered with Love, and I accidentally scared the shit out of her. A story that I told on my YouTube channel.
2: We're going to discuss that in the Duff podcast. <laughs> I really would do a Duff podcast. 20 honestly. years of Duff. Mm-hmm. Um, Rihanna ended Rain, the liquid, and continued her reign, that Rihanna Rain, with Umbrella. And Paris Hilton was released from jail.
1: <gasps>
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: that's yeah, hot. That's hot Also my future wedding song was released this year um, uh, When you look me in the eyes Originally sang by the Jonas Brothers But I would uh, like Christina Aguilera <laughs> to cover it for my wedding Thank you, can someone send a request out She's Just always talking about how she wants to cover that song Have her record it now
2: I'll play it later <laughs> She's doing it during the Liberation Tour, have you seen? <laughs> hey, I'm T. Kyle Hey, I'm Bradley Stern This, this is, is, our, is new, our new brand Yeah, No, no that's not going to work Hey, I'm T. Kyle, and I'm Bradley Stern, and this is It's Britney Bitch, a podcast for stands by stans, dedicated to 20 years of the living legend, Britney Jean Spears. Before we dive into 2007, um, T. Kyle and I would just like to thank everybody who has subscribed, uh, who is listening, uh, who has followed us along on the journey from 1998 to present. And, uh, also thank you for tagging us in all of these, uh, Instagram stories. Oh yeah. It's so nice to see, uh, everyone calling us iconic and legendary. Please keep doing, continue doing that. Um, it definitely hasn't gone to our heads at all. Um, no, just Brad's just, I mean, (laughs) I did, I purchased the Hummer from the do something video and I rolled up (laughs) here and, uh, no, it's fine. We're definitely not, um, letting it go to our heads. So that's cool.
1: No, it's really, and also on Twitter, At Brittany Podcast. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. It's now our Stan account. Yeah. Where we just get to be (laughs) tweeting really ridiculous things. Yeah, we'll
2: RT you for sure. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank you for uh, quoting us and also letting us know um, about patterns in our uh, podcasting that we aren't even aware of uh, and catchphrases. Oh, yes. Uh
1: (laughs) I got a lot of text messages about my career choice in episode 2003 uh-huh oh
2: sorry about that yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah uh yeah i um yes i've gotten a lot of uh hostile text messages about uh my appreciation of jessica simpson's discography oh that is true yeah we put ourselves out there we did you know, we're willing to take the heat
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're we're here to say the burning things the up, others are if st- you will but stay tuned to our Twitter because we are thinking about doing a Q and A ish yeah. episode moment. A Q and Ay. Yes. A. Okay, great. <laughs> and then <laughs> just turn from the laptop.
2: Please ask us for our thoughts on the following: global warming, candles, endless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. All right. Let's just jump
1: back into this wild year. Get back. Oh
2: if you can't take it then (laughs) then
1: log out (laughs) then log out (laughs) um
2: 2007 though was a great year for music 2007 is one of the best pop music years ever personal lives maybe not so much but uh no my personal life was
1: great in 2007
2: uh oh wait mine was too but not probably why
1: i got through it not
2: for the people we stand no i think a lot of them were going through it certainly the year before yeah. So 2007. Here the we are. The elephant in the room. The elephant in the room. If you're just joining us now, you're a fake fan. You need to. <laughs> you need to listen to everything that led up to this moment, and before you grab your, if Britney can make it through 2007, you can make it through today. Mug, you should listen to everything she endured leading up to this moment. That's true. So as we've like alluded to in every episode. I feel like 2007 began a new generation of fans. It did
1: a new generation of music for her too. Well,
2: yes it did there. It's pre and post blackout for Mm -hmm. sure. So why do you think I have my own theory about like what happened? Personally, I think that the public realized we knew who she was, Yes, but the public really got a sense of her personality and who she was and then felt, Sympathy or empathy for this person who was going through it after the fact.
1: Yeah. I mean, at this point, we're almost a decade into her career. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she really was the poster child for this paparazzi culture. Totally. That was really just starting to take off. And she was at the center of it. Mm-hmm. And she was... The all one eyes, on was, yeah, yep. all <laughs> eyes on her. Yeah. All eyes on her. On every single magazine cover, I mean, the paparazzi swarms yeah were
2: unreal i feel like the the kids these days they just have no idea Mm -hmm. of what it was like to grow up in that moment not that we were like kids then at all but every week was a different tabloid cover all of the tabloids and tmz and x17 and everyone was just online checking what was happening to her and she was the number one buzzed about person at the time Everyone was checking what she was doing, which gas station she would go to. Because every night something happened. Yes, almost every single night. Literally every night.
0: Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, I love your hair. You're fabulous. Thank you. Thank you, Fabulous. I just
3: wanted to tell you, and I'm loving the glasses. Thank you. I like yours. Thank you, Dior. I really like We should hang out. My best friend from
1: New York said
0: that you're his idol, and he loves you. I love your Thank you. Bye.
2: Bye. If she wasn't like snatching a lighter or adopting a British accent or going barefoot in a gas station bathroom or yelling at someone or running over many feet. It was just it was every night was something else. And I remember being in college and checking every day and just hoping that she's gonna be alive, first of all. Same. I always checked before Always check to make sure. And then, you know, the next morning like checking to see what she did basically. Right. And you would check her website because she was using it like a live journal Mm -hmm. and updating it with so many notes. And we actually kick off the year, well, we kick off the year with a Las Vegas New Year's Eve moment. Alleged.
1: Alleged moment. Alleged moment.
2: evidence in terms of photos or video. We just have her at the um, nightclub. Yes. Celebrating New Year's Eve, as one does, with nice long hair. And allegedly, she... Was carried out of the club, like passed Allegedly, out. Allegedly, she fell asleep. Mm. Oh, f- fell asleep and then which, had to be carried out. I mean, relatable. Allegedly, who has not fallen asleep at a club? Uh, <laughs> I don't. I fell asleep
1: at a diner once.
2: Yeah. Oh, usually it's the diner after. Yeah. But guess, anywho. Yeah. Anyway, I don't see anything wrong with it. But so it was, was concerning. It was concerning. As a fan, I was like, oh, yeah. So at that moment, she writes a letter, one, first of many. She was already mm-hmm. doing it a little bit because com shut down yes. at that time. Ruben, wherever you are, we miss you. We do. Whatever you have decided to do with your life. So he announced that he was closing it down and she directly responded to it just as an indication of how, like, looped in she was with her own fandom then, which is kind of crazy. I want to know who did all of this for her. I know. Imagine if she was, like, coding it, like, doing the CSS and just, like, typing it in. I I mean... It would I be would amazing.
1: To, I would love to know this process. Yeah. Who did it, who coded it, who put together the, the pictures? Because we, we got frequent... Frequent. Updates And there would be, her. like,
2: font variations mm-hmm. and, like, weirdly specific details that are like so is she making sure that that is bolded Uh, anyway so she writes I noticed today that one of my biggest fan sites is shutting down soon and I want you all to know that I do understand the reasons that went behind making that decision and I'm sad to see it closing if I were you I'd be unhappy too if I read what I've been reading every day but trust me I get it I know I've been far from perfect and the media has had a lot of fun exaggerating my every move but I want you all to know that I love my fans so much and I appreciate everything you've done for me This is January 2007, well before a lot of shit goes down. Yeah. So that is the first of many dispatches from the legendary Miss Britney Spears. What then follows is February 2007. Yes. It doesn't get better. Spoiler alert. No. So
1: (laughs) the elephant in the room
2: here. Yeah.
1: February 2017. February 16th, 2017.
2: No, 2007. Oh my God. Oops. (laughs) The seven. Well, there were a lot of 10-year uh, think pieces in February 2017.
1: That's. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, February 16th, 2007. Yes. Britney Spears shapes her shaves head. Shaves her
2: head. I was at home because I went home every weekend in college to visit my boyfriend at the time. That's a plot twist. Um, I know. I never spent a weekend at college. That's... Until senior year lame super lame (laughs) i mean the the levels (laughs) the levels of my lameness no no bounds but yeah i went home every week and my dad drove me home for like the first two years wow Yeah. so you were just like up you know i was like a part-time college student the first two years three-ish years Hmm. yeah then i would start taking the train and stuff and like going myself and then i got a car and drove down myself but she's a big girl now she was a, a brave new girl but Yeah, I was so um, unhealthily obsessed with my relationship that I went back every weekend. Well, anyway, I
1: I was just getting home from a bar. (laughs) Shout out
2: to my ex. (laughs) Little mix promo. Um, You were being
1: responsible.
2: uh, I don't know if responsible. I think Um, it's kind of crazy.
1: I was getting into bars with my fake ID. You were. You were
2: clumsy promo. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You and Brittany had a lot more in common during this era. Honestly. Yeah. I was very someday I will understand. <laughs> you were very Pregnant clumsy. Baby. <laughs> um, yeah. So she shaves her head. So elephant in the room. Blah blah blah. I now look at it as a very awesome punk rock rebellious thing. I was not happy at the time. No, I was inebriated. Oh, I was
1: horrified. Like I remember getting home. Yeah, opening my little MacBook. Mm-hmm. and going to X-17 online and I was like convinced that my favorite celebrity was about to die. Yeah. It oh,
2: for sure. Thought she was going to honestly die. awful. Yeah. I remember in the morning, like I was at home obviously and I like woke up my mom or my mom was already up to like see it on TV. Cause it was the front page news everywhere, every, fr- everywhere on cable news as well. And yeah, it's just like the paparazzi are like whispering to themselves. They're like, Oh my God, she really did it. Mm-hmm. Like, very shocking all around. Oh this yeah, is like the ultimate pop princess doing this very anti-pop whatever move.
4: Kelly, Britney Spears has shaved her head. It, okay, it, are y'all kidding? Because somebody just told me that out there, and I think that's a joke.
1: Is that a style that you would ever consider for she yourself? She did not shave she her head.
4: Are you for real? Absolutely. <laughs> I still find that hard to believe until I see a picture. But are you doing? Are you for real? Well, she's still hot, so whatever, but yeah.
2: I think it's very punk rock now. Her reasons are still in question to this day. Some believe she was trying to evade drug testing. Some think it was just an act of rebellion.mp3 because she like made sure the paparazzi could see her. And some people think that it was perhaps a crazier reason of some sort. Well, and for the record, she says, you know, everybody shaves their... you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, True. Well, yeah. People shave their head all the time. I shaved my head once, but it was after I lost a bunch of weight. Um, but like, yeah. I mean, do I think it's possible that she symbolically just wanted to be free from everything? I mean, we all know she fucking hates her hair. She puts it in a ponytail after work, bitch. She's always had a complicated relationship with her hair and extensions and those ratty ass weaves and things like that. It's not the most shocking thing in the world to me that she was like, "Fuck it,"
1: mm-hmm. and just buzzed it. I do think it was a mix of that, because if you look mm-hmm. at the photos, the candids, because there's a there's so many candidates of her. Yeah. I would say this year, just this era. Yeah. It's probably the most candids that we've ever had yeah. of her, because she was out every single night. Mm-hmm. If you look at the photos of her in the days leading up to this, it almost looks painful. Like the, Yes. Yeah. It yeah just, it's like a rat's nest or it's bird's not, nest, whatever. Yeah yeah, and so I do think it probably was a a mix of physical irritation, yeah, and also this thought of, you know, for I would say the general public, her thing has always been about image. For me, it was always the music mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the music videos and the tours obviously as stands right. But her public brand was Brittany, you know, the body, the hair, the look. And so she was saying like, it's gone. like I'm yeah. getting rid of that, you can't use me now as yeah. a brand yeah. because
2: I'm taking that away. Totally. I I totally it was like feel that. It's a
1: self-sabotaging move.
2: Yeah. And you know what? If if she was concerned because this whole era and we're not really going to get into it, but she was constantly being drug tested and there was like custody issues constantly and Yeah, if,
1: it's a very intricate yeah, legal we're not,
2: moment. We're not We're not lawyers, uh, no. spoiler. Um, and there
1: was it was so I felt it was very active I felt in the legal Mm -hmm. sense because it was divorce kids custody just constant it's very it's a messy web that we're not even gonna try no that's a whole
2: that could be an entire series of like I could see all of the reasons for that happening same importantly that was only the beginning of that night because she walks out fully bald Jewish star prominently which (laughs) I kind of love personally (laughs) um She's wearing the Star of David and she walks out with a hoodie. Mm-hmm, grinning. Grinning. And in that moment, I don't want to say evil because she's not evil, but there is something so sinister. Well, about... she kn- I think she knew what she was doing. Exactly. And she's like murmuring somebody of the paparazzi. She had control. Yeah. She murmurs something like so demonic almost. But like in an, I, you know, like I have control now sort of right. way. Um, and then she heads into the tattoo shop. Mm-hmm. And gets uh cross and the, I believe it's a lotus flower <laughs> with the uh, kanji, I believe.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't know the technical symbol if it's like a...
2: Yeah, I don't know what kind of flower it is. We should look it up. We should know our faves hip tattoos.
1: Oh, stealherstyle.com, stealherstyle.net, <laughs> Brittany Spears, her tattoo is in all their meanings. This says it's a kanji
2: symbol. Yep. I don't know what. I just don't know which one. I thought it, for some reason, I want to say fire. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a fire sign.
1: Yeah, this one website says uh, the flower is supposed to stand for mystery, but some have argued that the meaning of this particular kanji actually stands for strange. So it's, you know, up for debate, I guess. Doesn't really seem like there's anything that definitively knows.
2: Anyway, we're going to settle on... Kanji and flower plus cross sign. And it's either... I don't think it's the same night, but it is a few nights later that we also get the umbrella. Yes. A. A.
1: She infamously hits a paparazzi's car with an umbrella. A very um, tumultuous month.
2: Yeah, not
0: her best month.
1: No, I was... This was honestly horrifying for me. I remember the morning after the head shaving incident... I went and curled up in my friend's bed, like in her dorm room, and I basically sobbed and we just watched The Greatest Hits, my prerogative DVD, and we we prayed. Oh. Prayed to, I don't know what, but. Mm. Godney. To Godney. And we were so, I was so depressed.
2: I just thought that it was going to get very dark. I think we all did. It was not her finest moment. However, she does have a pretty hilarious response to it about two months later, she writes another note to fans saying that she was simply practicing for a film role in which the husband isn't playing his part or something to that effect. So they had to switch roles or basically just like shading Kevin and she apologizes to the paparazzi for doing that, mm-hmm. which was kind of reassuring. Cause it's like, okay, she's still got a sense of humor and she's still updating her website. <laughs> she's still and- updating the, the HTML. So, yeah, she, um, I don't know, that probably felt good for her. Yeah. She fucking hates the paparazzi. Well, hated, and it was overly invasive, and they probably deserve to feel a little shook because the way that they were surrounding her at that time was inescapable and, like, claustrophobic.
1: Yeah, but it's also interesting because as much as she hated them, mm. I mean, and we can maybe discuss this at the end because this is more towards the end of the year, mm-hmm. she kept going out yeah. so I, I feel like in a way she as much as she despised them she also I don't want to say used them but it almost was like she it was almost a cry for help in a way mm-hmm. and a couple times I felt like yeah and so it was this weird it was a weird time it was a very weird time as she once said in yeah. an
2: interview she said she liked to get in her car and just drive yeah which We're not going to get into mental diagnoses because we don't know and she hasn't disclosed anything.
1: No. And I hate when people try to label Mm -hmm. it too. So I'm not even going to. Right. Because it's just, it's obviously a, a climax of
2: numerous things Mm -hmm. and yeah. And unfortunately without her disclosing anything or anybody officially confirming anything, it's only speculative about what was going on right. in her own world.
1: And I'm sure at some point she probably will. I
2: hope so. Cause you know, the general narrative is Brittany went crazy. And right, and that's so dismissive. It's so dismissive. You have no idea what was maybe happening or what. Yeah. We, we just don't know. So it was uncomfortable for everyone. However, at the same time she snaps back fairly quickly from that incident. Um, there are a few bounces in and out of rehab promises and then she has an x17 online camera moment which has become quite quotable a very great moment go to the light and see jesus
3: i'm just really really shocked at like how nice our world is because it's just so nice like oh my god like the other day like i was sitting there and i saw these magazines and they said i was pregnant and like it's so true like America, believe everything you read because like you're smart and I'm stupid. Like for real, come on y'all. And then after that, like I totally saw, also like on the USA Today, cause I always believe everything you read. That it said that, you know, like I was drinking all the time. Like, it was so right. It was so true. I mean, oh, my God. It was so right. And, like, my management totally knew what they were doing when they sent me to rehab. (laughs) So right, you know? And it just, like, I'm just going to cry right now because, like, the world is so nice. Like, this lady, she told me, she said, Brittany, go to the light. Go to the light and see Jesus, okay? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to do it. And I did it. And it happened. And it was just so weird
2: because our world is so nice. She, at that point, telling off her manager and her family for putting her in rehab to begin with. She's like, and they totally know what they were doing when they sent me to rehab. Like, they mm-hmm. were so right. Um, <laughs>
1: Which is another example of how, as much as she hated the paparazzi, it was, there were, There was stuff like that. Yeah. If she needed to get a message out, she yeah. went to them to do it.
2: If only there was Twitter. Oh,
1: god! actually, no. <laughs> Brittany
2: during, if Brittany had social media during 2007, it would have been absolutely incredible. Um, <laughs> no. In a whole I'm, different way. I'm
1: thankful that we didn't. It's true. It's true. Actually, yes. It was already enough that we had mm-hmm. X17 and paparazzi cameras, but yeah. add on social media,
2: yeah. it would have been worse. Actually, yes. Mm -hmm. Take it back. I'm taking back everything as I like replay scenarios in my head of what could have happened. All right. Thank God it wasn't around (laughs) when she was going through this. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? (laughs) Uh, And thank God it wasn't around when we were in high school. Anyway. Oh, true. So that's all happening. And at the same time, she mentions in a 2006 interview that she's kind of thirsty to go out on the road again. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? You're in no form for this. And then, do you remember, I there was a live stream on TMZ uh, that all of a sudden she had a bus and she was on the way to House of Blues. Yep. I mean, so a few days before that, uh, a sign goes up on the marquee for the M&M's tour. Nobody knows what that is, but TMZ is reporting it's Britney. Then the tickets sell out immediately, just in case. And then the bus live stream happens and it's like oh my god like she's going to the house of blues like what why This
1: was one of the strangest things i remember again very
2: punk rock i think like the biggest pop star in the world going on a house of blues tour with no band no production value whatsoever
1: no and that's like a very i don't want to say local (laughs) moment but um it was the local center it
2: was the local tour uh, she puts on a show with four backup dancers and literally a boombox, a, a chair, four up to four costumes, and a set that lasts twelve to sixteen minutes. And people paid like fifty to three hundred dollars. And God, wouldn't I have as well if I was anywhere near where she was doing it? It was um, like the coast of California, and then like two dates in Florida. Yeah. Um, she she just booked these dates and there is like primitive cell phone footage from these moments mm-hmm. and like very grainy discrete uh digital camera footage but basically she's just fully obviously lip-syncing her way through her, basically her biggest five singles and well and do something and breathe on me because she stands so really it's just not all of her it's slave baby toxic for the straits breathe, and do something. Do something for the first time live, which I remember being very excited about because it's just like, oh, she's acknowledging this with her white, um, like, throw or whatever she was wearing. Or when it got caught in in the bra. Mm -hmm. Yeah, her outfits are not that different from what she wears in Vegas, which were like... You know what? That's very true. (laughs) Glittery swimsuits and, like, furry things. Okay,
1: but... The Slave For You mix. Yeah. Now, to be fair, these (laughs) videos are very grainy and they're very low quality. However, there is a different beat in Slave For You. Yeah. And it sounds like it would be really good. Like there's some kind of rework of it. And I don't know what mix it
2: is. It could honestly even be the echo of the room or something. I don't know. It sounds different. It It sounds
1: kind of like uh, the mix they did on Circus Tour. I don't oh, know, there's yeah. something different yeah, about yeah, yeah. it and I I need it.
2: Yeah, so she goes on about seven or eight of those and the media is perplexed. The fans are split between loving it and being disappointed. Um, Eminem's also like allegedly stood for mother plus miss or something, which hmm. I feel like that's speculative. Mother plus... Like miss to signify that she's now single. I mean, God she man. would do something like that. So I, I have my questions about that. But anyway, um Eminem's tour happens and then we find out that she's filming a comeback video. Um there's speculation that it's called Get Back, which mm-hmm. I remember the the first report was Get Back, which is crazy to think that now it's like a bonus track.
1: Yeah. Another thing that was happening a lot this summer was very active letters to the fans. Letters
2: actual sometimes handwritten Yes, handwritten,
1: scanned in. Yeah, Xeroxed,
2: faxed probably. (laughs) (laughs) Dial-up modem. Dial-up modem, emailed. Hotmail. Everyone's doing it. Um, We're getting broadcasts from the legendary Miss Britney Spears directly to the fans, including, and not limited to, a poll. Now, this poll has really uh, carried on through the years with the fandom. What happened, for those who aren't aware, is... Um, In June of 2007, Britney put up a poll asking her fans what she should name her upcoming studio album. The website said, Britney is asking her most diehard fans for some assistance in order to name her upcoming album. And then there were the five options. One, oh my God, is like Lindsay Lohan, like, okay, like. (laughs) (laughs) Two, what if the joke is on you? three, Down Boy, four, Integrity, and five, Dignity. There's a lot to unpack with each of these titles. Number one, of course, being the most iconic. OMG is like Lindsay Lohan, like, okay, like.
1: She probably got the idea in the front seat of the car. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't the most sensitive title at the time. She was clapping back at tabloid culture with this one for sure. She was probably responding
1: to confessions of a broken heart. She definitely was. Which uh, did that was that out at this time by this happening? Yeah. No.
2: Two thousand six two thousand five. Yep, definitely.
1: Yeah. So she was um she had just seen it on TRL and was just wanted to know if
2: she was like okay, like daughter to father. <laughs> Brittany to Lindsay. <laughs> Legend to legend. <laughs> legend to legend. Oh, honestly, Paris wrote that one. She probably was just like, write this as one of the options. Oh my god. Option number six. Yeah. Yeah. Scott <laughs> <It's> storch. <laughs> um two, what if the joke is on you is absolutely very much Brittany doing her best to be sassy. Oh yeah. That is like her being like, take that haters. Yeah. Which, you know, she she tried. Um <laughs> Downboy, obviously a reference to Australian recording artist Holly Valance for Integrity. Wait, what? <laughs> there is a uh, a queen of pop in Australia, Holly, and she had a really amazing song, Downboy, that came out around the same era. Oh. But I I don't genuinely think that that's a reference, although it might be. She might have been aware, but I don't think so. Hmm. Downboy, I want you to that midnight. Me... Mystery. Mystery. Integrity, which. I think is also like her in her heart being like, you know, I'm stronger than yesterday. Like you can't bring me down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally dignity. Iconic. Iconic. She was literally just listening to happy and, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what makes her sad. Um, dignity of course had just come out either. It was the same year. So some people thought that that was a slight at Hillary or a reference to Hillary.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, on Dignity, no one really knew who Hillary was talking about.
2: True. It was that obviously gypsy woman.
1: Well, who's allegedly Nicole Richie. Right. And then Dignity is about Lindsay Where's Lohan. Mm hmm. Allegedly. Allegedly. Which is iconic. And that album is so good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she was on Britney's radar.
2: Oh, on her radar? Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and then I believe at the top of the poll it says, "You'll never see it my way because you're not me," which is honestly something that follows her throughout her whole career. As of a few weeks ago, days ago, she just Instagrammed, "You think you know me? Think again," or something like that. Right? Um, she which was scalped she both scalped of us. both of us. She directly came for us, uh, so she's listening. Mm-hmm. Hey Brittany. Um,
1: <laughs> hey Brittany. <laughs> You say you wanna
2: subscribe <laughs> on iTunes.
1: <laughs> Just me and Bradley. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh my God. Um. Yeah.
2: And we also get a photo with this.
1: Yeah. This. Well, I think this was. We got a new photo. Yeah. Which is fierce. We get bobney and boobney at the same time. And but look. then also wasn't this not like a new website look? But wasn't this, right. if my, if my graphic memory serves me correct, mm-hmm. I believe this is where we got a change of color and backdrop. I think on you're the right. Website. And I, I was like, think.
2: Ooh, yeah. something's coming. Yeah. Honestly, whoever was the graphic designer during this era, like we DM really us. need to please contact us because can you imagine the, the back and forth between Brittany and whoever is her web designer? These things went up every day. Like, the The children don't understand, but, like, at the time when it was happening, there were edits to her website constantly. Yeah. And even subtle things, just, like, adding a little headline and that would make the news. Like, the you'll never see it my way. Like, that was, like, added, I believe, and shook the girls. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was of, ahead of its time. It was very ahead of its time, uh, full of Easter eggs. The full original doll album is probably on that website. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> You just had to like click on her left nipple and there was the whole album. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that was um, one of many broadcasts during that year. That was one of the most memorable. And OMG is like Lindsay Lohan. Okay, like.
1: Is one of the best ones. Is one of the
2: best ones. We voted for that, Brittany.
1: Yeah, there's a really good, if if you would like to, not that, I mean, we tell you to stop our podcasts a lot, but. (laughs) We do. (laughs) But some of you do and you, you tweet us that you see. The things that we share and tell you to to stop and yeah. look at. There is a really good Tumblr. It's called Brits Letters of Truth. Tumblr dot com. If you would like to go through and read the historical archives yeah. of Britney's letters to the fans, there are many. Um, I remember this
2: is when the rumblings of yeah. of new music yes. start. Plus, us hearing it personally from her in her car. Yes. So one which of which is the one best.
1: of Ugh. probably one of the highlights of this year. Yes. Because again, I'm going back to this every single time. She hated the paparazzi so much, but she used them. Mm -hmm. So like to put these messages out there, which is why when everyone's like, Oh, she's crazy. She's crazy. I'm like, no, she's fucking brilliant. Yeah.
2: She was manipulating in, in, especially
1: this year, because even though it was one of her darkest probably, well, it was her darkest Mm -hmm. year. It was also the most brilliant in terms of the music. Mm-hmm. she EP'd her greatest album, mm-hmm. M- many will say her some, greatest album. Some might say. And just the way that she manipulated through the media and through the paparazzi to get these messages yep. out yeah, was kind of brilliant.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like this was, you know, we take it for granted now, but she cared so much about her music at that time, I felt like, which didn't always come through officially. It didn't seem like it maybe, but clearly she did for her fans so yeah well we get her did the video of her in the
1: car come out before the vmas oh right
2: so the video of the car right we didn't actually talk about it yeah so she puts on uh, she puts on a cd in her car and she's in she, the convertible she's in the convertible with open
1: top you know they can obviously hear yeah
2: they're starting to yell at her but then they realize it's her on the radio so they and she cranks it up mercifully piped down and it is a song called state of grace
3: Brittany,
4: you have one shot. Just one shot. Brittany, just one shot. Just one shot, hi. Thank you. How's your new album, Brittany? I heard it's gonna be a hit.
2: I think it's funny. One. Unreleased, uh recorded by a French artist a few years later, actually, fun fact, but it is a beautiful chill ballad. Very vibey, spiritual. It is on YouTube. The unreleased it is on version. YouTube,
1: yes. Um, I can still hear the car driving away. Yep, like, as
2: the beginning of Rebellion kicks in.
1: I have watched that paparazzi video at least 14,000 times. Yep. It was like this gl- small glimmer of new music from her. Mm-hmm. And she obviously wanted everyone to hear it because she cranked up the radio. And then yeah. Rebellion starts playing and she just speeds off.
2: Yeah, like further evidence that there is like a full rebellion out there which mm-hmm. was so annoying
1: because it didn't and then also
2: wasn't there the other photos of her where she's holding a cd yes yeah, so that's the other thing it was we would constantly be seeing pictures of her with the demo cd cd plural mm-hmm. um there would be like things written on it and we'd be like zooming what in does it say like what's the title what does it say
1: right because there's this time there's so much chaos going on yeah but the fact that she was working on music i just remembered Feeling like there was a glimmer of hope. Yeah. And that maybe all of this was, I don't know. Like, I would guess I was trying to lie to myself and convince myself that this was all part of like, I don't know, her just manipulating the media and yeah. just effing with them and that everything was fine. And she was working on new music and I don't know, just wanting me wanting it to be stable.
2: Yeah so state of grace doesn't make the album no which is I, a shame like, what but the hell i also feel like it doesn't match the vibe of the album it's just a great song but it doesn't match the like stone cold hits on hits dance kind that of that is true yeah it just really where would it go like maybe after why should i be sad as like this final and uplifting moment mm-hmm. but i kind of am glad that there is it, it makes sense that it's not on the album it's just great and it should have appeared somewhere it should have appeared on circus or something
1: um, I think it would have fit really well in Glory.
2: That's true too. Yeah, but if you're interested, a legitimate version of this exists by Christophe Willem. It's called "Entre Nous et les Sole." I don't speak French. I let the funky music do the talking. But uh, that is officially out there. It's a um, it's a electro ballad. It's great. Anyway, um, so State of Grace doesn't come out. Nope. Give me more is happening.
1: I remember when this came out on Perez Hilton. I had just gotten back to college, yes, and I was shook because the song was so good. And I remember that I just
2: remember everyone loved it. I have probably the most distinct Britney, mem- well, no, there were several distinct Britney memories, but this is one of the most. Is when that song came out. I remember exactly where I was in my dorm, turning on the speaker, losing my mind as everybody did and what happened was there was a dorm party happening like a whole quad and my friends all got like so revved up by this that we grabbed the cdr burner thing whatever and we burned it onto a single cd and ran up to the local dj who was doing this quad party and he blasted it to the fucking quad like talk about a world premiere exclusive yeah yeah it was ugh.
1: Such a moment! It really was a moment.
2: Brandeis University.
1: This summer was. Oh, this is. A, I mean, I personally was in the best shape of my life, uh-huh. and it was like Brittany was coming back, and I just yeah. remember being on this like high.
2: And now it's such an aesthetic that like I constantly Instagram two thousand seven six candid's like ripped like leggings, the workout, smoking outside. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean. Lord the knows she was not in a great place mentally, but my God, it was a aesthetic like it really no other. Was. Oh, the girls just this can't is relate. Year,
1: This is the year <laughs> I did that um, photo shoot. Oh, yes. To, like,
2: if you're interested, please check out the tagged uh, tweet on T. Kyle's Twitter. Yeah. There is a full uh, spread. Emulating. I made my little
1: sister take paparazzi pictures of me for probably a good
2: hour. It is... Perfect, and it exactly it encapsulates the era. You don't yeah. actually need to look at Britney pictures; it was you a can just look thousand at Thousand percent
1: that. inspired by everything Britney.
2: Yeah, with a shade the of Lindsay
1: in Paris. And um, I remember there was also the photo of <laughs> her. Uh, I believe it was the rehearsals for the VMAs. Yes, um, where the ripped tights—that's one of my favorites. The, the blue, yes, yes, and one like of my the, faves. The red Bull. and I remember I would just I was like running at the time, and I just was so skinny and i just remembered i was like oh britney's coming back so am i uh
2: yeah everybody was so lit and as we always mentioned this was happening as the season was changing it was becoming fall and there's a crisp chill in the air and Mm. to this day whenever that happens it's blackout season oh yeah it's blackout season right now we're really feeling it it's perfect for the podcast um so she so that leaks along with a very rough demo of hot as ice then called cold as fire Remember, it was cold as fire first. Oh, yeah. It was um,
0: sharp as
1: attack, those notes. (laughs) Cold as fire, baby, sharp as fuck.
2: Sharp as fuck. She certainly um, gives us vocals. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Those are raw, unedited vocals. Mm -hmm.
1: All the demos are super raw.
2: Yeah. So, what happens is over the course of the next few days and weeks that album just drops free falls out of yeah cyberspace. some of it
1: didn't leak but some most of it didn't it
2: did. yeah i would say like four or five tracks did not but mm-hmm. a majority did and they're great they're great the and demos they, are, are amazing they're it's a whole separate it's a whole different album. journey you've got a different breakdown on break the ice which is better um, than the, the yeah the yeah
1: final one in my opinion yeah
2: and also um out of this world sounded different mm-hmm um, there are new ones that just didn't make the album, like Sugarfall, which is like Pharrell, and that is a really fun, nice, vibey one. Again, that makes sense is not making the album. Yeah, State of Grace came when out. When you gonna in full. pull
1: it? <gasps> Disaster.
2: Pull it. I play that on my DJ sets all the time. She, if you didn't know, she is a rap queen. Uh, mm. That one really proves it. She, Iggy, is shook. Um, <laughs> Bad Bobby is shaking bad Bobby, <laughs>
0: <laughs> bad Bobby.
2: <laughs> um the girls can't handle it and yeah you got to do yeah that is what a song yeah there's about pulling of... out yeah <clears> oh <throat> 45 locked and loaded that's how you give it to me <laughs> oh man it, that
1: one's not good the I other live ones for are it though
2: anyway so yeah there's there's pull it when are you gonna pull it? Yeah, there's there's also like some debate about the 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 real official titles of some of these because we like it came out and then people started retitling them fairly quickly, right?
1: So. Or just like they picked what the most common word uh-huh. was in the song, just yeah. named it.
2: Yeah, like we don't necessarily know what the names of those songs are. Nope. God, the mystery of blackout. So yeah, so we are hearing unfinished album. We're getting excited and.
1: It was a really exciting...
2: Oh, my this, God, the most this, exciting. Like, hot
1: second in the middle of 2007 mm-hmm. was, I think, the most exciting yeah. part of the whole thing. Yeah. And then, obviously, one of the most exciting moments was the VMA announcement. People can take everything away from you.
2: But they can never take away your truth.
1: But the question is...
2: Have you subscribed?
1: Yes, make sure to subscribe to our podcast here.
2: Subscribe anywhere yes. that you can. You can subscribe
1: <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Spotify. You can listen on SoundCloud.
2: And uh, how do you follow us personally to get a little more oh, personal? Your most
1: personal follow ever? <laughs> uh, well, you can find me on Twitter, at TKyleMac. And Instagram, I post really good Instagram stories, just saying, T.Kyle... Uh, there was silence. There. <laughs> I'm like... Do you disagree?
2: No, I love them all. I do. Oh. I do. Uh, okay,
1: so this is Brad's <laughs> last episode. Uh, thank you so much for joining. It always it reminds me of that episode of um, that Sharknado interview with. Oh, I'm ter- have so much fun in Sharknado forty seven. <laughs> You're literally.
2: Terry. I was spacing out. It wasn't because I was considering your Instagram story. Oh, good luck with your tets. Uh, where can they find you? I don't know if they'll be able to find me after this. Uh, if you want, you can follow me at MewMews. I also post uh, Instagram stories. They're not as good as Kyle's. Let's just make that clear. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah, oh, at Mew
1: Mews.
2: Mews. Mews. I said, at <laughs> <Mewmoos>.
1: <laughs> oh. Anyway, back to the show.
2: She was due to open the 2007 VMAs, and she was expected to do a crazy magic stunt with yes. Chris Angel. And she was seen meeting with him, and they're planning something. Which made sense, because the whole Vegas thing. And- yep. Yep, there was something planned. I don't think that's public. What it was, I don't know. I, I mean, know. at least I don't. I have to imagine there were like escape efforts of some sort that were incorporated in the circus tour. Maybe, maybe um, there were probably some birds involved.
1: <laughs> <laughs> those escape things, though. Yeah, we need the, to we'll talk about it in 2001 because I still so don't know how she did it. Yeah,
2: well, Queen of But anyway, creative mystery. Uh, so. She is preparing for this uh, levitating, bird-defying <laughs> performance. And the day comes, and mo- uh, famously, uh, Nicole Scherzinger debuts Whatever You Like on the Red Carpet, <laughs> which I was very excited about. That's a bop. <laughs> that
1: is a bop. Ah, uh, Shirsey. But then MTV <laughs> posts this teaser. <gasps> That's right. With the hat hours before. She's in the tank and the hat and the jeans and she's doing that one move. <laughs> and I oh my god, I can hear the um the slot machine changing noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in the the graphics were all like Vegas yeah. and slot machines, yeah. and yeah. I just remember watching that preview over yep. and over and over <laughs> and over. And I knew the dance to yeah. that part before it aired on television. Yeah. Because I hit play on that one 10 second clip it was the hand with the
2: hand and the
1: hat and she's got the sunglasses on
2: it's almost as though they needed to prove that she was actually going to show up because
1: yeah that's probably yeah
2: because up until that moment I mean it had been until
1: she was spotted partying in Vegas, she was
2: spotted partying, but like the last TV performance was 2004, I believe, of Toxic at like the NRJ Awards in France or whatever. I believe was the last time she yeah, did a TV. Yeah, I mean, it had been so years. it was going to be her yeah first in three years, and famously, she was not doing so hot at clubs and stuff. So it was like, is she actually going to do this? She was partying. She was, you know, not really. It was a chaotic year. Chaotic.
1: So it was, you know, unexpected. No one really knew what was. Yeah. Happening. And then the day comes. Oh, where were you? I know exactly where I was. Same. I had a party. I was a, this is my first year as an RA and I, we were all there in advance of whatever. And so I had a little red carpet event <laughs> and it was like for the VMAs. And then I invited everyone over to my dorm room and we all crammed in this like tiny ass storm. Mm-hmm. And I had this little small ass TV This is so similar. It was just like thirty of us in my tiny ass room. Yep, and I mean, you could have heard a pin drop. Yep, not a single person made a sound for the entire fucking time. And then everyone in unison turned because I was in the back. Yes, they all turned and looked at me.
2: We had literally the same experience.
1: Uh, Yeah, and I said. Where was the magic trick? I forget. I forget what it was like. Yeah. I was like, "Where was the magic trick?" And then I said something along the lines of, "But the song is so good." I, I honestly don't even remember what I felt like. I had to respond. Yeah, and that her was spokes, her spokeswoman. Yeah, her <laughs> her <laughs> spokeswoman. <laughs> I just uh, remember, oh my god, because I was in the back of the room and yeah. everyone was like on the floor and just all turned at me and looked, and uh, I, I, I had no words.
2: I had eerily the same experience, which I think probably a lot of gays, gays and girls gays also did dorms room. Dorm gays and dorms uh all crammed into mine i'm warning everyone don't fucking talk during this performance i I'm, probably said something similar yeah to i was just like this is fine but like this is a legend so you all need to shut yeah, the fuck up when speak. this happens and um everyone's all my friends are very supportive and sitting there with me like up until then every vmas is iconic mm-hmm. that's what we were expecting
1: and everyone was standing the song too so, oh, yeah. I felt like everyone was super excited yeah. for this, even I'm the non Yeah,
2: I'm holding my mouth the whole time just because I'm like very nervous and standing. And the Elvis moment kicks in, and I immediately feel like something's wrong because it feels like she's offbeat with that.
1: Yeah. And also, too, it's like the opening the shot is just the hair. The hair.
2: Um, I loved the, the like press on nails, though. The oh, yeah. I loved the contacts. <laughs> yes, and the contacts. Yeah. When she turns around, I'm like, oh, the eyes. Anyway hair, though. Elvis' moment happens.
3: For trouble, for trouble, right in my face.
1: Which and was fierce. Which was
2: fierce, but then... That had to have been
1: planned by somebody.
2: When the It's Britney bitch happens and she's just sort of giggles off, I'm like, oh, oh no. Yep. So whole thing happens and as you had everyone just turns to me oh i should say when there's that moment where like the the strippers all like melt for a second like the song melts for a second Mm -hmm. and they come back to life and i'm like here it comes like she's about to be like just kidding y'all yeah no i literally was like waiting
1: for it the whole time
2: i was waiting for there to be a joke or there to be like a like gotcha moment where she like killed her old self or something that that yeah. was such a common theme then was everyone's like she's about to bury her old self and become a new legend. Uh, anyway, that doesn't happen. Rihanna's laughing and everyone's laughing. Not at her. Not at her. They're just. I would la- just like to clarify that yeah.
1: no says that Rihanna was laughing at her. She was not.
2: She was looking at the dancer above.
1: Yes, she was laughing at the stripper dancer that was in her face. There were a lot of that stripper dancers. Surprised them by all coming down. Yeah, from the ceiling and just like landed on top of their tables, <laughs> which. Is amazing. Actually. Rihanna was not laughing at Britney Spears. Yeah, we stan Rihanna. That's right. And we she do stand stan Britney. Britney.
2: But th- it didn't help that at that moment they had that reaction shot. No, no, we we didn't need any reaction shots to no. be honest. Um, and it is rough. And it is rough for that time. I will say now that half of the girls that are like legends right now on the pop charts can't dance like that. No, they still can't. Like. We can blame the wobbly stiletto. What, what were all old. of our excuses? There it was um, like
1: that the heel broke. Heel broke. Then allegedly she had been drinking tequila beforehand. Yeah. Allegedly she skipped rehearsals. Yeah. Allegedly there was supposed to be a different hairstyle because do you remember that one. We do there have was a like leaked. grainy leaked video of a rehearsal that yeah. there was someone that was a stand in that had the pony. The pony. Yeah. And it's. Alleged that it's her, but then it's also a stand-in yeah. that was testing the camera shots. There was a lot of theories Very surrounding this whole thing.
2: Time. Uh, we do have a fully leaked with the hat, and yes. as it turned out, nope, she did exactly what she was supposed to yeah. do for that performance. And to be honest, it's like a fairly fine. What have that is a piece of me performance? To be honest, like that's not weirder than a piece of me as far oh. as like the choreo, not as oh, far yeah, as yeah. like. Also, the, the intensity,
1: the leaked, because the um, there's the leaked one with her in it with the hat. Yeah. Then there's also the full leaked one with the stand-in. Yeah. And it's the same exact thing. It's the same it's just thing. The girls, you know, she's given a little more oomph to it. Yeah. The
2: yeah, the choreographer or whatever. Yeah. One. Yeah. That it's that is the routine, and I don't think it's even a bad routine. It was no. just like a combination of like not the most flattering look for her. She wasn't at well. I even. Th- I like how she looks but always but a lot of people were saying she was like so fat and I for me it wasn't a thing like I didn't feel that way but it was a lot of unflattering movements of the belly
1: and also very unflattering camera
2: angles super unflattering camera angles and I one of my favorite covers to come out of that was oh the horror the entertainment weekly one so good she's like in prayer pose And that's basically what the general public's reaction was, was like mourning this pop star. Right. And it was so over the top. It really was. Like not until Lana on Saturday Night Live has the public had such an over the top reaction to a performance. Yeah. Britney's is worse because something was clearly wrong. Whereas Lana, as it turned out, that's just how she performs. But people didn't really know how to handle Britney delivering a fine performance. And I mean,
1: she also, it opened to the show. So it, yeah. you know, it was like, and this was a disaster of a VMAs. Oh, this was yeah. m- possibly the worst VMAs in <laughs> history. They did this concept where it was like jumping around from room to room. And mm, then you yeah. were back in the venue and then it would go to the hotel room. I remember because we watched the whole thing and everyone was just like, is everyone just drunk the whole time? And so it's almost like you forgot about Britney by the end of the VMAs because it was such a disaster. Like, I'm talking about the whole production. Sure. Like, it was super messy. Other people were intoxicated performing and, like, it just was super, super, super messy and disjointed. Yes. And then it was almost kind of like, oh, like...
2: Everyone's kind of... It's Vegas. I think we forget Sarah Silverman walking out seconds later and then, like, making fun of her. I'm sure she's grown and would feel bad about it now. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she would... Yeah, regret it. I mean a lot of people would really regret what they said about her at that time but that was just one of the many moments but it was so harsh she was not okay I mean she was not like it wasn't a good look for her and she allegedly uh, there's differing reports but allegedly she runs backstage and cries like I heard that she was like seen upset backstage like Mm -hmm. did not like how it went down there's reports that she was like fighting with Ken the hair guy about like her hair up to the last minute there. It's all such a like mysterious mix up of yeah. things. Uh, I
1: forgot about that. Sar- that it was right after Oh, it.
2: Sarah walks out and is immediately like Britney Spears, everyone like then something disparaging. I don't yeah, even remember.
1: She, she made a comment about how she'll never, it was something along the lines of, um, that was like the, the peak of her life and she'll yeah. never something like that. And then she went and said something about her kids too. She did. Which I don't think MTV would stand by. No. To the end 2018. They would definitely not be.
2: No. And what happened was that performance was like blackballed for years. Mm-hmm. MTV refused to acknowledge its existence. And then for the record, when Britney is getting ready for the 2008 comeback moment, yep. she's like, did they air they did it? that special. Yeah. And they, they didn't were, even show an said ounce no. of it. The most commentary we've ever gotten from her is for the record when she's like, you know, you've got some good performances and some not so good performance or whatever she says in that moment where she basically acknowledges that it wasn't her best performance. But she definitely doesn't ever knock it or seemingly say that it was a disaster of any kind. No. It was certainly a disaster according to the public.
1: I would love to hear more of an insight from her someday.
2: I know about all of this like so and then the song is pretty much banished um from her discography in 2009 we get only an interlude of it Mm -hmm. remixed as a ninja thing and it isn't until femme fatale that we finally get it live again right which took a while for it to yeah have a moment it definitely did that is the only live performance of it that we get on tv ever yeah. Yep.
1: Which is interesting because I feel like one, I would just like to say the graphics in the background are fierce as fuck.
2: Yes, an homage to Elvis, mm-hmm. um, including the intro, all um, prophesying the the residency in years to come, and her love of Elvis and right. the throwback to Dream Within a Dream,
1: leading up to this VMAs. You know, we're getting all the leaks and all. You know, the the CD demo in the car. Yeah, and then she does this Elvis moment and. You know, she later, we find out she EP'd Blackout. Yeah. So I feel like she was so involved in all of this. I would love to hear more from her yeah. about this whole entire
2: process. Sadly, I think the most we got was maybe it was either Fader or Complex. I think Fader. We need that good, mysterious book. We need the good, mysterious book. But she said in the 10-year retrospective, I think on Fader, that it was just like a creative album or something. Like she gave such a non-answer and I'm sure it was emailed in from Larry and I'm sure it whatever right. but yeah we definitely don't have the answers from her yet about what that experience was like there's no answer <laughs> there's a question oh my God, we didn't that's even been talk burning. about the answer really oh that's right we didn't um throwback to 2003 the answer is like the i'm a slave for you part two from puff daddy p diddy as the
1: producer wait did we really miss i think we did whole, oh i think we yeah
2: i think we did because it was on
1: that um yeah bonus. the bonus dvd that's maybe is a so. Bob.
2: Yeah. Anyway, so Anywho. the answers are not to be found in that performance. Um yeah, so we have that performance and what comes out of that is a general outcry from the public mm-hmm. and there is one hero willing to step in and say leave Britney alone. Yes. And that is Chris Crocker.
4: <laughs> leave Britney alone,
2: whom is the OG one of the original YouTubers. Yeah. Um, before, and you had to get first, production value and all of this. Yeah, like the before sponsorship viral. from Morphe. Yeah, <laughs> Jacqueline.
1: Yeah, before flashback Mary.
2: Before flashback Mary, there was Chris Crocker, who was um, until that time doing like videos about catchphrases and like sassy voices and characters, and he voiced a lot of what we were feeling oh, in yeah. a very over the top way. I mean, that video and that phrase are still so popular. Oh, yeah. Anytime Britney gets criticism or anything like that, like the straits will bring out a Leave Britney Alone reference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Chris really did that. I mean, Chris is still great and funny. He's not one hit wonder, but he's sort of like that unfortunately defined whatever he was hoping to do with his career or anything. Like Leave Britney Alone hangs over his head.
1: Right. But he's also, he's always continued to defend people yeah in ways that are super that's true funny and just like yeah blunt and to the point like when he drags people on twitter and shit with his videos it's just like it's good it's so smart it's so funny he always will be like in a wig or like in <laughs> booty shorts. like there's always an element to yeah. it that is ridiculous yeah but he just fucking drags people and it's so swift yeah and smart and funny he's got good veneers
2: yeah like, yeah, he dragged. looks great yeah um so we still stand chris yes we do um yeah but he kind of it's like he kind of started something on youtube i don't know what it is he the start of this sort of like viral creation so you've got like it's leave britney alone shoes kelly yeah um you have that kind of early viral legends and he was certainly one of them oh yeah so backlash to VMA's knee and then we are getting closer to the album release date, and all of the songs are dropping like crazy. Yes, and then we finally get to the album release, and I also because Chris is on my mind, I remember that night he's like walking out of WeHo like with stacks mm. of Blackout in both hands and I receipts, that video. and he's just like screaming at everyone to buy Blackout. Honestly, <laughs> such an early hero so for good. us, our community. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I remember buying Blackout at
1: midnight at Virgin in Times Square, and I felt like it was so epic.
2: Yeah, I bought it at Newberry Comics in Boston. Shout out to Boston. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I have this really dorky picture of me holding up the album because I was so excited that I put up every Blackout anniversary. And yeah, why don't we talk about, before we even get into the music, the imagery I remember being fucking pissed that it was the same picture from Gimme More.
1: The album cover is hideous. But now
2: it's iconically tragic. Yes. It perfectly defines the era, as does the title, good lord. Yes. The Um, font
1: is disgusting. The gradients. Like, there's something with the squares and, like, the design that's happening. The hypnotic look. Yeah, but the rest of it is just awful. Not her worst. No, not even. But... It doesn't compare visually to the brilliance mm. of the music. No, it's just not. A I mean, good I can't separate
2: it. it from the music at this point. Like, I think of that cover.
1: Yeah, it's very, <laughs> <laughs> it's very Halloween looking, which uh, is yeah, fitting. Yeah, because it came out October thirtieth. Yeah, that's right. Which you know, Happy Halloween. Happy and there's Halloween. Photos of bitch. her where she's picking it up in that little, uh, I guess it's her a her Halloween giant costume DNG bag. Ish.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. So the cover art is panned by fans who are tired of seeing that image on the, give me more single cover. Mm -hmm. And then is, yeah, it's used like, I remember it was used like again for something else. Maybe the VMAs promo or something. I just remember by the time it became the blackout cover, people were like, this is a joke. And then yeah, the photo alone is, it's fierce. Yeah. It's just sort of like work with it. Well, what we deal with, with the, um, there are like three pictures of her that have like haunted us, um, from her, perfume campaigns oh that yeah. they recycle the, what, the, in the bed in the, the femme bed photo
1: in the bed oh
2: god and there's also and obviously the piece of me promo pics like never die yes um but anyway so that was one of the first pictures that haunted us um but inside with the photo shoot itself ellen von unworth one of her very best shoots
1: yes the photos on the inside are great
2: um so artsy and weird and mysterious. I have and a little scandalous. Totally scandalous. She um, caused uproar in the Catholic Church because mm-hmm. she sat on top of the lap of a priest for one of the shots, which is one of my favorites. Um, and the confessional booth. Confessional booth. We've got motorcycle, that like wet look against the Art Deco wall. Mm-hmm. Um, everything about that shoe is amazing. And I remember like flipping through it and knowing all this craziness was happening during the year and just being like, how is that person also this person? Right. Like when did she When did do you this? get it together to do this? Yeah. Very Because everything
1: was so documented. Yeah. I mean, even like the the paparazzi videos of her shooting, yeah. give me more, mm-hmm. were out there. And also oh, yes. shooting piece of me, like arriving to set and leaving set, like everything was documented that she did. Mm-hmm. So I remember seeing some of these and being like, when did
2: yeah. this happen? Right. Snatched. So good. Such a great shoot, causing controversy, which is what you want. And pictures are still leaking to this day. There's one of her with a cross in her mouth that came out like a month ago or whatever. And it's great and should have been the cover. But anyway, um, yeah, pictures still come from that shoot. Ellen leaked them. So, but that's the the shoot. Before we actually get into the album, the video for Gimme More comes. Mm Mm-hmm similar uh, moment for me i had my friends crowd around my laptop same because i, I was with will I, mm. hey well hey Will. um yeah i once again perhaps foolishly was like well this this is where she'll really kill it and she doesn't it's iconic now yeah it I didn't hate it, it
1: at first i um, bought it on itunes oh
2: i absolutely bought it I, and because i i don't even i think that's
1: where it came out. Yeah, it, yeah. So you would to like buy it and then yeah. watch it. And I just remember being like, oh, like, where would all this other stuff How like Yeah. It's
2: just one scene. Yeah. It's, um, really just a stripper scene. Yeah. Uh, as we later saw, there were some moments of her walking around in funereal-looking garb outside, and there's also a few shots of her sitting on a bed with a cat. But I spoke to Uh, the photographer on the set that day. If you want to check out the interview at mewmews.com, momos.com, momos.com where 12 gays read. Um, (laughs) I'm just going to keep referencing that. Oh God. Um, And he said, as far as he knows, like he was on set for that entire experience and there is no funeral scene. There is no burying the old Brittany. That is like rumored to be the thing. It was
1: probably the concept. It's just the concept. I would assume that she came up with.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's certainly room to suggest that she maybe wanted to do all that or the director wanted to, but what was shot was nothing. Like there's no hidden funeral scene that like hasn't seen light of day yet.
1: Right. I'm sure it would have leaked by now. Yeah. Everything else has. Right.
2: Yeah. We just get bits and pieces of like her strolling and, those don't add anything actually i'm it's fine it's cool that we have the images and her on the bed and stuff but that doesn't even make any sense with no, the video not at all her in that blonde wig looking back at her as a stripper is just ugh, the smile and the like ugh, that face the laughing the laughing definitely a minimal video
1: yes it's really just two takes yeah like two separate well it was a takes. long di-
2: apparently she the photographer did say like it was super athletic as far as like how much energy she was exerting and that she was doing a lot of it all day. So I guess they were trying to get that perfect shot forever.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I will say my favorite shot of this whole entire video, because this was heavily retouched yes. this video, which is not shade. I'm just pointing out the fact Simply that facts. it was, um, there's one shot of her, which is in my opinion, goals, where she goes up to the mirror and she's gyrating on the uh, mirror, and her waist is literally skinnier than her neck. <laughs> it is like, it. it they just, the with way the that they worked it in, yeah. it is
2: so skinny. Yeah. And I'm like, gulls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She has some good looks. And then there's that unreleased version or like leaked oh, version yeah, with the are tits out. are out, which, which is that's fun. Yeah. Why not? he also the photographer said that um she had a generally good attitude on set and there's actually he gave me some exclusive pictures from it and she's like laughing with the director and pointing and stuff and there's like a brighter side to this video that everyone assumed she was so miserable and you know he he said he got that impression that she was controlled by a lot of outside forces but that she herself was still a light in the dark
1: yeah well i feel like she loved this album
2: Yeah, I mean, she still performs a lot of it. And she loves the stripper pole. Yeah, Slave, piece of me. I mean, she likes doing this. This is clearly her concept.
1: Yeah, well, wasn't it also, allegedly, I remember reading, that because when she went to film Piece of Me, the music video for Piece of Me, it was alleged Mm. that the label had put an ultimatum on her, that if she didn't go and film this, that they were going to scrap everything. I believe that was one of the rumors. I I remember that. And because they'd booked a good director and you know, blah, 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 allegedly. And then the other rumor that I had read or heard was that she essentially did this album on her own. Yeah. Got the producers together, came up with the final product and just handed it off and they put it out. They kind of tied up the loose ends and released it. But it was ultimately her that directed it and got the producers and did the sessions and recorded. And
2: like, I think at the end of the day, that she was instrumental in picking out which songs like picked her vibe the most. I know that she still was like working with people, at least of the label, to get some of those connects. But there's no doubt that like she was heavily involved in the process. Oh, yeah. Which, again, everyone doubts comes from her she you know she worked with um teresa la barbara whites who was the R at the time for blackout and circus i believe and who then moved on to do the beyonce albums the self titled and everything like that um so we have to like give credit where that due.
1: oh yeah but, i always bring it up anytime people are like oh she sucks i'm like um excuse me <laughs> yeah. she executive produced her greatest album
2: right exactly i'm trying to see if there's anything else from that interview about the video that we might not have known jake sarfati is the director of gimme more so he had his friend theo hand who is a photographer largely in the skateboarding world on set as a photographer for that day so he said to me it was shady the whole thing there was a lot of fuckery going on um i didn't enter it with a contract i don't know who it was i think it might have been tmz offered me a lot of money for the memory cards but it wasn't even a question It was like maybe six figures, but I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. Um, Yeah, the paparazzi were trying to pay off people on set for pictures from inside. I believe it. I mean, they were there for everything. Yeah. So one thing that's interesting is pictures did come out. And Theo said, the interesting thing is that Jive Records had those photos. Nobody else did. So I'm looking around the internet. I saw them pop up on a few websites. Uh, somebody got paid off for those. My assumption would be that Jive Records cut a deal because there's money in that. So that's a little conspiracy theory on his end. I believe Who knows? that. Yeah. I, f-
1: I mean, I feel like at this, I mean, this whole year is defined, I think, by those yeah. photos of her. It's just like she was getting on the cover of everything. Yeah. So for them to get, if they did buy something allegedly, allegedly, it would get on the cover of a magazine. So
2: Right. It wouldn't be surprising. Allegedly, allegedly. And he said, yeah, he got to interact with her. It was work. It was a long-ass day, but we all had stuff to do. The only weird interaction, I don't know what was up with this, but I think she wanted me to be in the video. Some lady, I think it was her publicist, was like, do you want to be in it? And I'm like, not really. (laughs) But she was super nice and humble and seemed super frazzled from all the people around her. It was pretty amazing, and eye-opening. She seemed normal, but everyone else seemed kind of vindictive. Not everybody, but I kind of got that vibe. Which
1: I could see. Mm -hmm. Because at the time, I mean... You know, yeah. we didn't really have cell phones and stuff. The yeah. iPhone was just invented this year, right? But I could see how you never really know, yeah, who was out to get her then. Which she didn't? She have that little click of like dancers. She did that were the girls that are sitting at the bar, yeah, and they were also in piece of me the yeah. music video. Mm-hmm. And didn't they also do Eminem's tour with her? Yeah, yeah. There was like this little girl, yeah, girl group, totally. that she brought around that year which yeah. I do also remember at the time thinking like it reminded me of back in the day, like dream within a dream. She always had this family of dancers. Yeah. And I just remember being like, Oh, I hope they're just being good girlfriends to her. I know. Yeah, that's true. A weird thought that I had. <laughs> no, I then.
2: know very protective overprotected me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we get the give me more video. People similarly pan that in retrospect, it is a good encapsulation of the era. Yeah, very dark and moody. And I love that video. Uh, I I do too. I it's kind of like a more of a tour visual to me. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's cool and it totally is a continued middle finger to everything that she represented until that point. Just total rebellion, and then that leads up to Halloween and Blackout. Yes. So before we dive into the album, do you remember the one interview she granted to Ryan Seacrest? vaguely she calls in to his radio show it's with at this point so sam letfi is involved he's like making small talk with ryan trying to get her to get on the phone and then he's like oh you know what she just she just jumped into the shower and it's like we're waiting 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 and she's finally like hey y'all like she pops on for a half second and says that heaven on earth is really cool And that's her favorite, maybe, of the song. But she really likes them all. It's for her fans, and she just wants her fans to really love it. And that's, like, about all we get from this.
4: Hello?
1: Hello?
0: You there? Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) We're on the conference call. Are we on a speaker? This is it. This is it. (laughs) This is the promotion. (laughs) You promoted on on air with Ryan Seacrest. We don't need to promote anymore. All right. Right. Well, then, let's cover all of our bases this morning. Um. Brittany, which track on your album has uh, the most meaning to you? Which one is uh, the most meaningful?
2: Um,
4: oh, that's a good question. Uh, I really like um, Heaven on Earth. I think it's a cool track. It's like, I love the producers who did that, and it's kind of different from the, all the other songs. So probably that one.
0: And Gimme More is the first single, which is uh, at the top of the charts. How did how did the "It's Britney bitch" line come about?
4: Oh God! <laughs> um, the the producer told me to say that. I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't do it. The um, the guy who wrote the song was like, "Do it here," or whatever you know. And that's how
0: it came about. What about "Piece of Me"? Is uh, it's kind of about your image in the media and the paparazzi swarming and everyone always on your case. What was the message you wanted to convey with that song?
4: Um, just, you know, like, wherever you go and stuff like that, there's a lot of people who, are like, you know, want to ask questions and, like, you know, they just, um, you know, sometimes you, you know, you don't know their intentions and stuff like that. So it's just kind of a cute way of putting it out there, you know, like, you want a piece of me and, like, in a, you know, cool, cute, clever way. So, but it's, you know, it's, it's like, it's a cute
0: song. I like it. Uh, Britney Spears with us at 919. And how much does that overwhelming coverage get to you? Wait, what? How much does that overwhelming coverage actually get to you and and bother you?
4: Oh, the coverage of it. Uh, I try not to let it get to me. You know, people talk and they say what they want and at the end of the day, you know, and the tabloids and, you know, the magazines and um you just try, you know, you just try to keep doing what you do and like, you know, you, I mean, as long as you know what's up and you know what's true, that's you know, all that really matters, you know.
0: Well, you've obviously been aware of the conversation about your kids and, and obviously all of the things that you've been doing to, um, you know, go to court. You have the, the court dates. You've had the reports of the parenting coaches and, and everything that's been going on and covered. How do you respond to those who criticize you as a mom? Um,
4: like I said, you know, people say what they want and, you know, do what they do. And, uh, and you know it's sad, you know, how people, how people, how cruel our world can be. But at the end of the day, like I said, you know, you just got to know in your heart that, you know, you're doing the best that you can. And, you know, that's basically it.
0: And do you feel like you're doing everything you can for your kids? (laughs) What? Do you feel like you're doing everything you can for your kids?
4: Oh, God, yeah.
0: Yeah. And how often will you see them? Um... Oh,
4: we don't, we um, that's like all in the court, like stuff like that. My lawyers
0: do all that stuff. Talk about fun stuff. Yeah, we're okay, Sam, about. what do you want to talk Where about?
4: Lance? You know what? She just ran into the other room. We'll I know she just wanted to say thanks to them and, you know, hold on. She really appreciates everything and them supporting her through everything. Does she want to say hold
0: it on, herself? It fun. Yeah, see if you is, can find her. Is Lance there? Lance is coming in like, three minutes yeah do you oh. want to talk to him in a few minutes
4: oh she's in the shower no no um do you want to try do you want to try us back um yeah. in a little while yeah we'll
0: Just call, call you back because i i think you should let her say something to her fans that'd be great
4: absolutely okay, okay cool thanks so much ryan I'll call you in 10 okay bye,
0: bye.
1: Yeah, we got no promo.
2: No uh, promo at all. all. So it's so funny because it like looked from the outside like she didn't give a shit, but she just didn't want to play the game. She didn't want to do any official interviews. She didn't want to do the official performances, really. She wanted to do like weird club performances. She scheduled herself. I don't know. Like anything public facing was a disaster. But the music and everything she was doing in sets and studios was like immaculate. Right.
1: I mean, it's in my, I have a holy trinity mm-hmm. of Britney albums yep. and this is in it.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. From the sure.
1: demos to the final product, it is, I think, brilliant work. Yeah. And totally. she was heavily involved.
2: She certainly was. Why don't we do our oh, dive yes. into the album? We should dive into this album. Because, we should.
1: Uh, this! I have so many memories of this album. Same. I remember at the time, no one hating this album.
2: No, nobody
1: did. Like, everyone was obsessed with it.
2: Actually, the only person... Oh, people, call her out. ...who didn't like it was my ex and their friend. And that's why they're an ex. That's why they're an ex. <laughs> so, they said it sounded the same. And I was like, you think heaven on earth sounds like, why should same I be sad? what? They said all the songs sound the same. And I was like, get out of this car that I don't own. Uh, none of them sound none the same. None of them sound the same. It was... Do you know who people do you know who people do you know people who only listen to like indie music and regina specter and radiohead and then they listen to anything pop and they're like this all sounds the same right like no i'm sorry that you don't have an ear for these things because you need it to be acoustic and sad and a coffee shop
1: oh you're deaf
2: (laughs) oh thank you love you jesus i love that anyway
3: oh you're deaf okay thank you Love you. She's deaf, you bitch.
1: <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> problematic. Um, so problematic. So the album starts off with the most iconic Britney quote of all time. It's Britney, bitch.
0: Who is it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which has now has a new life. It has a new life
2: once again. Gimme more is relevant yet again thanks to Britney fan Zachary who shouted who is it perfectly right before gimme more at the Borgata made her, laugh. made her laugh and then entire stadiums yelled at her and then it became official it's merch a, it's
1: a global
2: it's a movement movement
1: it really is it is
2: uh gimme more is in my top 10 I know it's in yours oh yeah it's, number one. it's I, number one I say
1: that it's number one and I stand strong in my conviction
2: yep it's um on some days it's my number 1. I just I I'm so who knows. But it was also it was a number 3, I think, over on the Billboard charts, yeah. which was great for Britney. Like she never charts she charts but just not that well. Right. Like as I tweeted earlier, I'm a slave for you was number 27. Yeah, that one like, flopped on the
1: charts like real hard.
2: And there was all reasons for that, but anyway, anyway. Gimme did great and but beyond that, it's a career-defining song. Yes. The intro is something that now defines her in every article and every utterance of her name.
1: Yes, it lives on its
2: own completely. Completely. It made saying bitch in a song okay, I think. Mm-hmm. I really think that's like... A term of endearment, as she A term said. of endearment. Most importantly, it provided justice for Carrie Hilson, who... True. <laughs> I, I I will often spar with my haters... Uh, who are not aboard the Carrie Fairy? Um, <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> um, Is Carrie that the Hilton. one that takes you to Ikea in Brooklyn? <laughs> the Carrie Ferry sank in the Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, being the lone survivors from the Carrie Ferry incident, um, <laughs> support Carrie as an amazing songwriter. She did Break the Ice, Gimme More, and Perfect Lover, maybe another. Um, and she's prominently on the vocals in the background. And she wrote it, uh, co-wrote it. Anyway, that's a little fun fact. The outro of this song is iconic. The Incredible Lago.
1: Yes. The legendary Miss Britney Spears. <laughs> the legendary like, Miss Britney Spears. I love Spears that it just went off at the end. Totally did.
2: They just had fun with it. Yeah. And that's how they described making the song, too. Carrie, in her interview, said that she they had the beat, and she was just saying, like, give me, give me across it, and they were having fun with it. It's such a good beat. That beat is untouchable. People reference it as it sounds like gimme more to like modern songs. They're like, "Oh, I see you're trying to go for a gimme more approach or something." Mm-hmm. I think Ariana's Into You got compared to Gimme More. Oh. Mm-hmm. That sort of dark pulsating
1: beat interesting. Do you remember the Little Kim remix? Oh, it's Kimmy Britney More. Little Kim, Kim Ho. how? Oh. <laughs> I which also I think just made me. I mean, I love Little Kim. Right, right. It was just like another a theme throughout this podcast. Legends only. Legends only. Another example for whoever's writing down and keeping track. <laughs> this goes into it as well.
2: Um, add Carrie Hilson.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else about this song?
2: I mean. Yeah, it's one of those ones that's hard to really describe, like, why it's so iconic. It's not hard to describe it.
1: No, it's a pretty simple song.
2: It is certainly a simple song.
1: But it's just so catchy, and the beat is
2: so good, and the production's great. The song somehow sounds like 2007. Yeah, and the impact of the song, I feel like. It almost carries a lot of weight. I think that's yes. what the song is. It's like it literally, you hear it, you think of the performance, you think of the album, you think of her in 2007, and it's never going to go away. Like that song just holds those memories.
1: Yeah. And the VMAs, mm-hmm. I mean, which is now iconic. Iconic imagery, in its own in my way. Opinion. Yeah, Nostalgic in a sense. Totally.
2: So that's Gimme More.
1: Yeah. More? and then, um Speaking of Moa, the next track... Piece of me, piece of me, which is another incredible. That should be the
2: name of a five-year running residency. Oh my! Oh, oh five years? If five. I was thirteen, <laughs> piece
1: of me. <clears throat> this is also one of my favorite songs on this album, but also of all time. Yeah, featuring um, Robin. Yes, background vocals, background
2: vocals, and can clearly be heard after the fourth utterance of "You want a piece of me."
1: Yeah, and um, this music video, I think, is perfectly encapsulates this era as well sure the paparazzi she's on the magazines it's just it's 2007 in a music video it certainly is it addresses the media and
2: uh, it addresses her hair at various stages through editing
1: and like yeah, well (laughs) that's true um she's also retouched in this video as well oh yeah the company that did it posted the before and after on YouTube for oh. a, I think they were just doing it to show they're real. Yeah. And it got found. And so you can actually see,
2: Oh, I didn't even know that.
1: Oh yeah. Um, they posted like, uh, digital imaging oh, before fun. and after uh, jealous. <laughs> but with that aside, I also love the sound of chains uh-huh. in the beat. Like I, it I is like the chains, choking right? chicken sound.
2: The, what? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would like to know what what foul were harmed in the making of that.
1: (laughs) No, I just love these lyrics.
2: The lyrics are good. The The lyrics are so good. The lyrics are literally about her life. I miss American Dream since I was 17. She's too big now, she's too thin. She's too big now, she's too thin. I wish I could say that
1: right now. I
2: I wish they included the term skinny legend in the song. In retrospect. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's for all the talk about this album what sounded chilly because it did and very distant in some ways, it's also like intensely personal, and this is the perfect encapsulation of paparazzi knee. hmm love this song the song gets a good live treatment so on peace uh not piece of me circus tour she does this oh, in a cage, yeah. which we'll talk about that's my favorite I think i yeah, I think. It's so good. Yeah. And then we do get it for piece of me, but ac- actually like it probably should have gotten a bigger treatment considering it's the name of the residency. Right.
1: She doesn't really do anything unique. No, she, she does it. some
2: uh, fluttering on the stairs.
1: Whereas circus tour, it was like the visual graphics were all yeah. ripped up newspapers. Oh, and yeah. The magazine. I pay attention to all this kind of shit. Um, it was all like the paparazzi visuals of, you know, yeah. tabloids and blah, blah, blah. And she's literally in a cage. Yeah. And the dancers are dressed as sort of not like bad guys, but mm-hmm. they kind of have that, you know, vibe to them. And she's just dancing around and evading them and slipping in and out. Skinny legend fitting yeah. through all the putting her leg, the leg up bars. But we'll talk oh. about
2: that during the tour. Mm-hmm. So some of her best lyrics on the album. Yep. Definitely a piece of me. Uh, sneaking away to the Philippines. Daria on the magazines. All of them. Um, and as far as a song, just like so cool as far as the production.
1: Well, speaking of a song that's so cool <laughs> in production that had to be on two albums. <laughs>
2: the oh, my next God. Track, Radar. Radar. I haven't heard of this one. Um,
1: <laughs> which is also a great song.
2: Radar is great. And just because it was disparaged because it was... Featured on two albums and included a horse doesn't mean that it's not
1: great Yeah, locals won't understand. Locals
2: will not understand the greatness of radar. Um, radar has become an inside joke in the Britney community. Yes. Because it was included on Blackout and then later included on Circus in order to be released as a single through what I assume was a deal with Bloodshine Avant to Allegedly. Allegedly to ensure that it would be a single. Um which, to be fair,
1: is a good single.
2: Yes. Just an odd Great timing. candies for Coles promo as well. Oh, um, yeah. And we do get a Radar Horse moment. More in that in 2008. But uh, yeah, I like Radar a lot. I think it's just been like such a joke that it's almost, right. it's almost funny to listen it's to funny.
1: it. Yeah, it is funny. And
2: Radar Horse is just so iconic. And I cannot see the word Radar in human life. Because I just hear, I'm a Radar. Yeah. Like, I'm a Radar. I hear
1: the Radar pinging Got beat, which is my... great.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But, like, it has ruined the word Radar for me. I laugh yeah. at it.
1: Interesting sense of style, $10 million smile. Yes. Goals. Goals. Man with the Midas touch. Mm. Intoxicate me. I'm a lush.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, th- I mean, the li- oh, so good. You. Uh, yeah, goals. $10 million smile. I want someone with veneers. Actually, no, I want t- a $10 million set of veneers. <laughs> um, anyway, so next up, are you ready to break the motherfucking ice? As she would say. <laughs> <laughs> so now I think it's time for
4: us to break
3: the fucking ice.
2: Come on, Vegas. Uh, break the ice. The demo is better. Demo's but- better. Yes, the demo had the beat going for the bridge, and the n- final version launches into a spacey space age kind of breakdown. Yeah. Bow, 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 bow. Yes. That with kind the of noise. Birds. Yes. Again, the birds were harmed for the making of this yeah. album. <laughs> um She's literally chewing ice while recording this. And like one of the demos that leaked the bridge in the demo is so good. She's like, Oh, and it's, yep. ugh, and it's, it's still so going. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately she made that change. That's okay. Uh Break the ice is great. I think that I obsessed with the rock version of it. Do you know that one? Mm-hmm. The rock remix? I love that. It's very edgy. It's impossible to sing in your car. It The notes are bananas. Yeah. It's falsetto slash whatever. Eh, it, like she alternates, the way she alternates her voice is crazy on this song. Yeah, it's, it's... um you got to be scared everything else. Like, it's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So Break the Ice is... Um, that was a classic. She did that. This is also the single
1: that was released where she was not in the music video for it. <laughs> no, because, she was not. Well, I mean, it's not that it's funny, but personally, this is oh, which we can, yes. we'll, we'll just tie up loosely at the end of this album review. But while things started to get exciting and, and the music started to kick in, it was like summer, fall. Yeah. Personally, she starts to go through a little bit more trouble. Yes. And this is released as a single, but she is not in the music video. She's not around for that. But this video, I felt like got knocked by the fans hardcore. Cause she wasn't in it. Yeah. I yeah. think it's a great video. Like I, they do
2: this whole anime treatment yeah. and I think it's so cool. It is. I remember staying home from, was it from college? Were we in college? Like yeah. school day? Yeah. Just to like, see what it was and see if it was actually cartoon or not mm-hmm. um yeah because it wasn't i didn't it come out
1: that like it was a news story it was like she's not going to be yeah like, they're releasing this cartoon video of yeah, her, yeah 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 because allegedly other things were happening yeah but i like it
2: well sure
1: <laughs> i mean it, it, i think i liked it because it looked like storyboards for it does look like a storyboard what like the actual music video could have been yeah yeah yeah. i'm sure that's what it was i mean work
2: yeah so okay work
1: anywho (laughs) the next track which i feel like is one of your personal favorites oh heaven on earth
2: i love heaven on earth it's not one of my personal favorites though oh no oh no it's unusual you yeah you're like a big stan i'm a unusual stan uh heaven on earth is solid though Mm -hmm. rock solid it's um it's one of her weirdest songs on the album, mm-hmm. and it's, it has
1: a very good melodic electronic, yeah, happy.
2: Fell in love. Yep, and the best part is like the bridge slash the ending as she like dives off and she's like, I fall off the. So end. good. Yep. Um,
1: I feel like this was a shining. A shining moment in the album that was a happy yes moment. It was still dark and still electronic, it was just sort of but euphoric. Yes,
2: yeah, I would say "Heaven on Earth." I think it's like a favorite for a lot of fans, though. Like I, I think a lot of people kind of lump it into that unusual U category mm-hmm. for for whatever reason. Um, and they're very similar. Yeah, I I definitely love it. It's just not like my favorite from the album, which is interesting. I know, but. I'm trying to think of who was involved on... Oh, yeah, that was with um, Cara Diaguardi and Nicole Mori. Yeah, Heaven on Earth is... Also, she never did that live. No. Yeah, that's about all I have to say about that. That's a pretty
1: song. I would love to see it get even like an interlude treatment.
2: I consider it the part one and then Trip to to Your Heart is part two.
1: I fucking love that song so much. Yeah. So then next up, she goes sexier again yep with get naked i'm a mother now i got a non-apostrophe what are those fucking things called parentheses yeah whatever i got a plan <laughs>
2: you know what we don't we don't work in grant well i do but
1: <laughs> yeah well, that's why i asked
2: <laughs> get naked I'm Like this has the parentheses, parentheses. <laughs> yeah i got a plan so get naked is for some people they're like favorite britney song people go hard for get naked really yeah it's got a great beat people go crazy for this song live uh n- live at DJ sets and stuff. Like they do in fact get naked. their the clothing is strewn. There's there's a lot of gyration. There's a lot of um of of heavy fluids being exchanged. Yeah, yeah. It's just a it's just an orgy setting song. I loved this performance on the circus tour. Yes. We've got that oversized tie and that standing and a good on little the couch.
1: interlude or not interlude you um, love an interlude. <laughs> I know I do. In Circus Tour, it has a really good choreo yes. moment. Mm-hmm. In Peace of Me, it has a really good interlude. That's where I was. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. My the mind interlude. all over the place. Yes.
2: Um, you know, a very complicated song. It's about uh, removing your clothing. Oh. Uh, because she has a plan. To get naked. <laughs> Shocking. Uh if I get on top, you're going to lose your mind. That's that's what her promise is. She veers back into Janet territory as far as like like smut songs that are like What is smut? Like slutty songs. Oh. But
1: hmm. I learned a new word today. Smut. Uh my Spotify was ruined for the longest time with this song. <laughs> Why? Because I made a remix of Danielle Staub oh, and no, 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 uh, no, no, no. this song and for some reason it like synced on my computer and for the longest fucking time <laughs> Blackout would not it just wouldn't reset it to the normal version so every single time I would hit Get Naked No. and then it was just Danielle screaming
0: pay attention please that
4: was totally uncalled for for what she did like to pay attention like who is she is she God now so don't ever tell me to pay attention
2: I eventually fixed it we've ruined so many songs but
1: that's just um yeah this is one of my earlier this I feel like this was my first time where I ever started remixing housewives shit into oh, okay this was this is the rise of Housewives got it at the time yeah and um that's just a little memory I have with the song. <laughs>
2: Shout out to Danielle. <laughs> Shout out to Daniel Hi, Danielle. Hi
1: Danielle. <laughs> Hi Danielle How are you? <laughs> um Anyway, next up, which was also part of the performance at Circus Tour. Yes. And still gets performed every fucking tour.
2: Yes. Freak Show. Freak Show, which now triggers anxiety within me because I was one of the freak show they were. boys. And we will get into that saga in 2015 when I discuss the documentary that was canceled that led to me being her slave on stage. You were. Which I never fully discussed. Oh my God. So Exclusive tea.
1: Stay tuned to that episode.
2: Stay tuned. Moomoo snaps. <laughs> Moose is a slave in front of his 12 fans. <laughs>
1: um. No, I actually really do love this song. Um, me too. It's just the fact that it is the song where you clearly know she just wants to stand for 3 <laughs> minutes.
2: It's her favorite performance on Piece of Me because she doesn't
1: have to do work. Yeah, and I'm like uh just put in another interlude or something. Yeah. But it's 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 this fun when been it's ruined for me because of the live. Just cuz it's cause of the, it's been 87 years it's of been, yeah. her doing it. But yeah, is a great track. And it's funky. This is weird knee again. Yeah.
2: The way that her voice is manipulated, especially at the end was like mind blowing at that time. Mm-hmm. Completely crazy. The the song definitely has a new meaning now that it's become the, the bitch song because yeah. now it's like, we just associate it with whoever celebrity was like being walked or right. like random Give it up stand. up for him. Yeah. We, we like anticipate when she shades some drunk guy or, right. <laughs> Or your boss. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Or my boss, Andy Cohen. Everybody give it up for him. (laughs) Iconic. He's loud. Oh, yeah. He's loud. Oh, So epic.
2: So good.
1: (laughs) Anyway, so the next track.
2: Mm. Like
1: them city boys from New York. From
2: New York. Toy Soldier. Toy Soldier. Should have been a single.
1: Yeah, I... I'm shocked that this never got any sort of treatment because I feel like mm-hmm. it's a favorite. Oh yeah. And I don't know. I just was shocked that this never, it also didn't leak. I remember this is like one of the ones that.
2: Yeah, no, this is the, one of the brand new ones Yeah, and freak show. Yeah. It was like those two in a row and those did the most to her voice. I felt like mm-hmm. to, the and a toy soldier like explodes into this like random vocal nonsense, which is great. Um, yeah, it never got anything. It doesn't get nope. any acknowledgement ever. Nope, For I was
1: anything. Not even in any sort of remixed moment mm-hmm. interlude at all, which is so weird. I don't understand it.
2: I don't either. Especially since like that whole boys moment during the oh, circus yeah, it could tour easily fit in tragedy. But anyway, she better perform it at the 2019 More Pieces More Me tour because. She <laughs> needs to since the fans are clamoring. Some of them, uh, it's got its own as- like aesthetic fully lined out. Like, just do an army theme. Like, hello, yeah. Uh, anyway, soldiers. I've been a toy soldier twice for Halloween.
1: Oh, that's right, you have. Yeah.
2: So thanks, Brittany, for inspiring that. Anything else? Also, about speaking this?
1: about Halloween, so, oh. while we're on the subject, because I would have forgotten. Uh huh. I was VMA. <laughs> Brittany for halloween right. this year, and it was fucking
2: tragic mm. well um did you have a good time
1: oh i <laughs> i made it home my microphone was gone
2: <laughs> wait was this when i met you in brooklyn
1: i at hope that party not. i know i didn't go to, i didn't make it to brooklyn i went to the parade and then i went through chelsea uh-huh. and then so like i'm m- mind you i'm like fully naked i'm yeah. like bra short shorts that i put like the some glittery fabric over yeah. and boots and a wig yeah so i'm like fully exposed to the world <laughs> and uh did i not see you in this outfit no this is before we knew each other it's 2007
2: oh i thought you said like last i thought you meant like this past halloween i was oh, like how no. did i this not see like this
1: halloween of so like blackout came oh, out on and october two 30th, days later and you were in fishnets yeah got I'm, it I'm, outside. Wow. Brittany gear. And it was, um, very painful. I was bleeding mm-hmm. out of my one foot because yep. of the heel. And also a, a man dressed as Zorro <laughs> cracked me across the back with a whip <laughs> on a street corner in Chelsea.
2: That is completely your luck. Yeah. For anyone who knows T Kyle, they would know that he would be, I have the worst assaulted luck in some way
1: <laughs> and people in public. Yes. There are full albums of photos of me in this outfit on Facebook. I need to That look. I need to have scrubbed from the internet. <laughs> one day they will all leak and I will be horrified.
2: Exposed. Oh, wow.
1: Anyway, just a little note about Halloween. Good to know. And then Moving the next right along. track. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone's going to be tweeting me. Yeah. And one day I'll have to put at least one of these photos up. You will. I'll put one of them up. You should. At one point. Um, The next track is Hot as Ice.
2: Formerly known as Cold as Fire. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Living legend, You Can Look But Don't Touch. We got so many quotes from this song as well. Uh, We got, teacher, teacher, I'm a preacher, you can learn. Watch your fingers, boy, you might get burned. Mm -hmm. There's just, oh, she's super cocky, super feeling herself, certainly feeling herself vocally. Oh, yeah. She's giving us a preview of what Private Show would be, basically. Yeah. yep. Uh, wild voice, just completely unhinged. So that's really fun. This is her moment to be completely feeling her legacy and like feeling in control like never before. I don't know. It's just very confident. If you've ever been to heaven, this is twice as nice. I mean, and whole, she didn't lie.
1: It's true. <laughs> and the coldest fire hot as ice makes no sense. No. which I think is perfect for <laughs> her at this time because it's, yeah, it it just like didn't make sense.
2: Right. Doesn't make any sense, does it? No. <laughs> Doesn't
1: make any sense, does it?
2: Megan Kelly ran a special about that. Oh my god. Um yeah, that and then by that point it was so old because we had had it the same day as Gimme. Yeah. Just with different vocals. Right. Yeah. More toned down. A little toned down.
1: Next track is ooh ooh Bobby.
2: Oh oh Bobby. <laughs> oh oh Bobby.
1: <laughs> ooh ooh baby. <laughs> Um, I love this song.
2: Yeah, this is great. Another uh, lesser appreciated from the album. We did get it during the circus tour. We need to discuss those tricks. Um, oh yes,
1: we in will. Next episode. We will. Yeah, I mean, I think that's. I don't really know what else I have to say about that song.
2: Don't know what I have to say except, uh, baby, 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 baby. That part. Great. Yeah, it's just her signature feels Very Britney. Yeah. Somebody did a count of how many times she says "baby" in that song. It was impressive. There's probably a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. A lot of talk of
1: filling me up, uh, which the demo said wasn't that one. It was like, filling oh yeah, it was called
2: filling me up. Yeah. Which okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, it, that's probably what it's about. Yes, I don't think there's there's it's too uh, intellectual. Anyway, anywho,
1: next track. Which is in the top tracks of this album for me. Is Perfect Lover.
2: And I feel like people sleep on it.
1: Yeah, they really do. They
2: really sleep on Perfect Lover. This is one of the best beats on the album. Yep. Co-written by Carrie Hilson. Mm. Uh, Perfect Lover should have been... I don't know if it should have been a single, but it should have gotten love of some kind. Yeah. Uh, One of the best beats, as you said. And could have been a really ferocious dance break. Oh, yeah. I think that's why
1: this one's one of my favorites is cause like it would have such a good, there's an opportunity for a really good dance moment in this.
2: Yep. Her vocals in this are so good. It's just like very sultry. I love it. Everything you do is so seductive. So the bridge of this song, she references Grace Jones and she says, pull up to my bumper, a reference to pull up to the bumper, which is just wonderful for me on a personal level.
1: Uh, legends only legends only Mm. common theme
2: yeah so Brittany dance breakdown grace jones nod like what else do you need really Mm -hmm.
1: and this one i also remember the demo was great yeah the final one yeah great yeah like neither was better than the other like they were just both yeah i
2: don't know even if i so good can recall exact differences
1: it was just um less mixed so yeah the it was a little the vocals were a little crisper because okay. they weren't like blended in you know what i mean yeah
2: yeah, yeah. that sounds yes that's coming back Are you to ready? me now ready um
1: then this was technically the last song in the album but there's right. a couple in you know, like there's bonus so tracks more. uh why should i be sad
2: okay so the actual most personal song yeah. on the album calls out kevin i sent you to vegas with a pocket full of paper I know that this is a favorite for a lot of people from the album because it is that side of her. Yeah. It is so cool as far as a breakup song. It's yeah, like, she's not... Why should I be sad? Heaven right. knows. From the which was such a freaking things that you do. Yeah, which was
1: such a contrast to every time. Yeah. And I remember it was like looking back at the moment right before she filed for divorce yes. where she was like looking amazing and it was sort of this f you moment to kevin yeah this kind of paired with that in the sense of like she's not upset about it right and she's kind of i don't know just like
2: Brittany. let's go uh pharrell does great on this song yes he does we have shaded in the recent Recent years years, but uh this was like prime pharrell oh yeah he does a great job he really does it is a perfect representation of like her relationship This particular relationship, as Mm. opposed to the complete devastation, as you're pointing out, of a first love, right, or like the big love, this is like the fuck this guy who used me.
1: Yeah, like she she left on her terms. She bounced. She filed for divorce, and Mm -hmm. she's calling him out for being a dumbass.
2: Lavish homes. Oh my god, very specific details. Yeah, called him out. Called Um, out,
1: and then finally, there's three bonus extra tracks from this era we have get back
2: how do we feel about this song i stan get back really i do i had this whole performance in my head too of it i don't know why i don't know exactly what it was that made me such a stand well i do it's a good song the way that she sings on it is really cool it's weird this song there's like something about it that
1: irritates the shit out of me really but then there's something about the beat that i'm has me hooked so it's a weird listen for me
2: weird i am obsessed with it i really like um the beginning of it as he's like i think i hear the her. chorus
1: that's what it is but i you love the rest of get it
2: back, get back get back okay but then i love that it like melts like i had this whole visual in my head when i was like alone on my swing like listening to this song <laughs> okay. which is how i formulated all my visuals for videos and she would be like performing it and then during that like get back get back that part where it like gets Mm -hmm. all warped if you can it would be like yeah Yeah. (laughs) it would be like all the like tabloid pictures and stuff and like britney's over and it'd be like that demi performance that she did recently oh yeah it'd be like all the mean tweets yeah Yeah. all of that and then there's that and then it just like rises without her saying anything and she's like would have done a sick breakdown Mm -hmm. showed the haters where she was at anyway that didn't happen but um I really like it. You ready, B? Like, I like a lot of the elements of this song. on the falling get Yeah, I think it's got a fierce moment. There's also, what's the line that I really love? Standing in the line, ha, I think not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has it has moments that are good. It does. I really like this song. It should, I'm really glad it wasn't the actual comeback. Uh, it's nothing on Gimme More. Oh, no. But um, crazy that it was even being considered. Right. But uh, yeah. Then the next one is uh, out of this
1: world. Oh,
2: I love out of this world. Mm-hmm, me so too. spacey and weird. It had no shot. I mean, it, actually it, it makes sense in the context of the album. As far as like a come down from break the ice, like that spacey sound, it kind of would have worked. Oh yeah. I um, think it would have fit on the album. Yeah. I know you hear me on the right. Ra- oh, that part was taken out. Remember the demo? Yeah. It's like Carrie saying that at the beginning. <sighs> Carrie's all over this album. Yeah. You guys, really Carrie is. Ferry. Um, yeah, I think it's beautiful. There'll always be verses about you. Oh, yeah, my God. wasn't
1: that what... It w- the demo said it was, um, it was, like, All About You yeah. or something was the title of it. I forget. Oh,
2: yeah. Universe is About You or Yeah, there like was that. so
1: many different titles I like the word play from on that. Yeah. this era of, like, what people thought yeah, yeah, that yeah. songs would be called. Um, no, this song's so pretty.
2: So pretty. Would have been a nice little chill moment, but, you know, what we have is, like, wall-to-wall bangers until Why Should I Be Sad pretty much. So this would have been like a lull midway through, maybe. But I like where it is. I like that it made it oh, an official cut for sure. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, lastly,
1: <clears throat> J-R. A song called "Everybody," which
2: screw him, by the way, because <laughs> I'm just saying that because uh, he went to the press allegedly and said that he allegedly. Uh, screwed her wheelbarrow style. Do you remember that? No. Yes, J.R. Rodham, pig, oh. said... <laughs> yeah, he, like, totally ratted her out or, like... Exp- what the fuck is wheelchair style? Wheelbarrow. Oh. So, wheelbarrow. <clears throat> according is- to J.R. Rodham... Oh, I'm not
1: going to look it up right now.
2: Wheelbarrow is, like, when you uh hold the legs like a wheel... You know, like, when you're wheeling a wheelbarrow?
3: The concept for the video circus is basically about, you know, a circus
2: Oh, like when you do yeah. like how you play
1: and like her those, hands um, would be on the floor and those races that people do yes. and you have to crawl on your yeah. hands. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. So he gays said gays can't do that. Um Ana- I anatomically. Think... I don't think it would work. I don't anyway, this
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen things. Anyway, he said, Yeah, I fucked Brittany Wheelbarrow style to Blender magazine. Just kidding, he says it was tractor style. What? Uh, what does that mean? I don't know. All I know is that is disrespectful. I'm trying to see. Yep, but that's what he said. Well, the song is not good. Everybody is shit. Thank you. Yeah, this song is garbage. This song is garbage, and it almost like I don't even consider it like real because it's uh, so heavily um, based on sweet dreams. Yes, that it's
1: like. And the sweet dreams interlude in the circus tour eclipses oh, this fourteen thousand times over. This to me feels like she covered, or just like sang on top of sweet dreams. Yeah, like there was something else that was trying to happen and it just didn't. Yeah. Also, and I'm from Jersey. I love an air horn. Are
2: you were like Gaga with I'm Italian and from oh. New York. <laughs> There's gonna be a montage at the end of this of you talking about Jersey. T. Kyle talking about being Jersey, from New Jersey for four for minutes, five minutes straight. <laughs> Um. So you're from Jersey? Yeah. So I'm from New Jersey, <laughs>
1: and I live for an air horn. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. Air yeah. horn drives me fucking insane. It's not good.
2: Feels like JJ, it's JJ, like
1: JJJR.
2: Feels like it's on a fucking mixtape. I can't. No, it's just trash. We don't consider it. We don't look at it. No, it's in a bonus track, so it doesn't really count. It doesn't count. So thanks, Jr.
1: Yeah. But anywho, <laughs> anywho, that sums up. The iconic album known as Blackout. Yes, it sure does. That was an album. State of Grace should have been on it. State of Grace should have been on it for still, sure. Um, still bitter about that. Yeah. But the album that was
2: mm-hmm. is great. It is. It is considered a defining album. And a lot of people reference it as like inspiring future albums or just oh, yeah. inspiring careers. Helped to carry in the lady gaga wave of dance pop the just dance and everything like that Mm -hmm. like that this was just before that yeah and had elements of dubstep pop in freak show that kind of were you know ahead of its time yeah i feel like
1: this was also critically acclaimed it was one of the best pop albums ever
2: yeah it's like got the seal of approval from like indie nerds who usually turn Hate their on her. noses up at her. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that album comes out and then. Yeah. So this, this comes out
1: right at the end of October mm-hmm. and the rest of the year, the remaining two months, two months, things take a downward turn again.
2: Yes. And
1: we're not going to get into the technical details of all of this because it's a lot of custody legal stuff also this was really the pinnacle of more x17 online type moments where every single night there is a new video of her confronting the paparazzi bumping into cars
2: yelling at them fast food pink wigs sunglasses crying on the curbs uh
1: Finding out that Jamie Lynn is pregnant. Finding out Jamie Lynn's And pregnant. not knowing. Yeah. And
4: you, me please me, please call please. you to My
1: you,
0: sister's not pregnant. Whatever. No, pregnant. She, she she pregnant. She, she she she
1: Running over the paparazzi's foot
2: Which happens. I'm sorry, but anyone whose foot got run over during that era deserved it.
1: Yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um,. I'm sorry. Like they were, you're, you're literally
2: surrounding. her, you idiots? No,
1: they're running in front of her. Yeah,
2: car. and also trying to get hit. Right. Um,
1: so things take a a more chaotic yeah turn here. Even I more always chaotic. Think, yes, I always think of that one photo. I believe it was in that Rolling Stone spread, if my legend binder memories <laughs> serve me correctly, uh-huh. of her. In the white car with the pumpkins dangling in yes, the mirror. Yes, 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 yes. Like, this is that time. Yeah. That kind of... That photo sums up this moment for me because
2: it's... She's swarmed. In and out of court constantly. Mm-hmm. We do get an iconic quote.
1: Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, which we laugh at now. Right. It's, you, it's eat it, snort it, like it. fuck it, right? Yeah, yes.
2: that happens. <laughs> which Kyle... Once masterfully set to the sound of walk it like I talk it. Oh. <laughs> when Brittany added that to the piece of me tour.
1: Did I say that while we were there? Was yes. Like singing it out loud? Uh, yes. I don't even remember. Yeah, you're yeah. right.
2: <laughs> oh my God. It, like, it, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> like it like I. <laughs> anyway. Uh. It's funny in retrospect, but yes. at the time it was not. No. And we're not really going to go into each specific detail because literally it happened every single day. Yeah.
1: Fanta, Fanta, no Coke. Another
2: day, another drama. Literally. Fanta, Fanta, no Coke. There were a lot of good, fun moments that just at the time. was not feeling very right. fun.
1: Gay videos are in, you know. Gay
3: videos. Gay videos are in, you
2: know. When are you going to go on a diet, you fat fuck? Yeah, that was a lesser. That was uh... a quote from
1: Brittany. I'm not saying that to Brad <laughs> or you at home.
3: Have you ever tried Weight Watchers, you fat fuck? Why don't you run? You need a fucking job, pussy. (laughs) Yeah, run. Run, bitch.
2: (laughs) Um, Uh, You know what? She was snapping regularly, and rightfully so, and I don't blame her for anything that came out of her mouth at that time. No. That's my official word on it. And I do believe that everyone was throwing themselves in front of the cars and they also deserved all of that. Yeah. So.
1: So that rounds out. That rounds
2: out. 2007. 2007. What a journey that, I mean, what a journey this was. This is a journey of great highs and great lows, mm-hmm. like all great things in life.
1: As um Imogen Heap oh, once said. Yes. There's beauty in the breakdown. <gasps> oh my God. And I always think of that. Did that album come out too this year? 2005. Spe- yeah. 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 So it was, it was before this, but I always remembered like blackout. Yeah. And I always think of that song Oh, and you know, as chaotic as it was and as dark as it got, she really did creatively produce a masterpiece. Yeah. She and really for did. that we will forever stand. We will. We already stand, but this like this sunk it in for me. Yep. Like I, I was latched on at this point. Like, yeah leave her alone. Like I was Chris Crocker level. We were
2: all Chris Crocker. I really think this is the moment where all stands flipped from that standing that you do when your fave is untouchable to a very distinctly Britney only standing, which is protective, which has lasted to this day. Yes. Defensive, protective. That is our angel. Do not touch her. Yes. And it's different than a Katy Perry stand, a Gaga stand. It's just like, because while they have all received way too much criticism and backlash and horrible things, she was completely stripped of human decency in a way that nobody else has has ever ever been like since, uh, certainly since. And I mean like you have cases like Marilyn Monroe where like early instances of this sort of situation, but like, you know, the upskirts, the everything that it was just a total violation of her basic, humanness Mm -hmm. and so i think that triggered something in the stands and all of us that we to this day are like protect britney leave britney alone
1: yeah and i mean now you you think of how pop culture is now and paparazzi culture is Mm -hmm. now it's Mm -hmm. not really existent anymore no and this was sort of i would say that 2007 was the top of this peak Mm -hmm. and then from then on out it started to die down. Yeah. You know, there's laws in place now in California. Yeah. <laughs> that you like can't take photos of people and children. And yeah. you know, it really has, it's because of this moment in time. I
2: think while there were still, there were sets every day beginning in 2008, I think the moment, not to get too dark, but I think the moment we got those shots in the hospital, in the, um what is it called? Ambulance. ambulance. It almost was like, officially too much. Yeah. Because I don't remember anything being worse than those pictures. No. I and think that, that, yeah. that
1: kicked off two thousand eight. Yep. It was January fourth to be exact. Yes. I Day before days, my birthday. Yeah. These it's like these days that I remember. Yeah. Um
2: Yeah, that was the lowest of the low.
1: Yeah. Well not to end this on a
2: No, because two thousand eight has quite a it literally goes from the lowest to, to a great yes. comeback. It does. So we will have to take that journey with you next episode.
1: We will. Next episode in 2008. But before we sign out. Before we sign out. we
2: assign a... A knee? A knee. What's the knee? This is a hard one. It is. Because, because there's a lot of words I could... That would work. I know what I
1: have. Really? here. this year. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to say for 2007, I'm going to say resilient knee. Oh. Because... I think this was the year that really tested her the most, yeah, and yes, 2008 did start on a bad note. Mm-hmm. but I think 2007 she really survived a she endured a lot yeah and she pulled through and she she tapped into her creative side and I feel like that may have saved her yeah and so I think that's something I've always. Like I've always connected with her mm-hmm. and I just always admired her resilience and yeah. her humbleness and yeah.
2: That's really good. I, like I just that. went really deep. You did. I you just went got
1: there. mildly teary eyed. Yeah. Cause I'm dead serious yeah. when I say all of this, like totally. I, I loved her in the beginning cause she was so humble mm-hmm. and she, and this is when she was a superstar and you saw her and she didn't act like it. And this was the year where she truly was put through hell, not by her own doing, but by the media and by this culture yeah. that was out there. The fans wouldn't have done it. The fans didn't want this. The yeah. fans didn't drive that culture. No. It was this sick, twisted, pop culture-driven... I'm not even going to name names of people who fed into this because it's not worth even giving them a shout-out. Right? Um, yeah, I mean, she was put through hell, and she didn't deserve it, and she she pulled through
2: and forever I will stand. Wow. You really did that. That was beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I was, I was alternating between paparazzi Mm -hmm. and, um, I also kind of liked, Oh, the horror (laughs) knee because I felt like that was what we thought cover that, that cover kind of like encapsulated the, the era because while we feel this way now and we were defensive then, I think we were all in horror then. Yeah. I was... It was shocking in a different way mm-hmm. that previous shocks mm-hmm. were. horror Yeah, like, we were just horrified. I think I will never forget the feeling of watching the VMAs live. No.
1: And it horrified in the sense of, like, I would say with an underlying worry and Worried. anxiety. Not, Completely. like, horrified, like, enter- like entertained horrified. Yeah. Because that's a different feeling that Completely. people seek. Mm -hmm. scary movie fans whatever like horrified horrified with underlying anxiety worry and an upset tone exactly to clarify that
2: kind of horror because i also think like i look at i wrote many an embarrassing thing 10 years ago and i look at my oldest writing about her and i'm really mad i'm really Rooting for her to be that Brittany that like that was when we started to say things like I miss the old Brittany I wish she was dancing like that because at that time I think all of us were really mad that it wasn't that we couldn't show our friends that that was the same girl mm-hmm. that like definitely now it, it certainly wasn't even bad compared to like whatever was in my mind at the time But I remember just being horrified mad depressed worried About her. Like, I was in the thick of it then. Right. And I... Like, I can't even... Now I can have that kind of, like, grown reaction to that era. Right. But at that time and the culture, uh, it was just... It was... Yeah. We were horrified. It was a lot. It was a lot. Um, But damn, that album was great, though. That really held us together.
1: I mean, artistically, I... This yeah. was like we were my not, dream. Yeah, we were not worried was, about the music. No, I because I've always wanted her to go electronic. Yeah. And this was like, oh my, I just, I'm shaking.
2: Yeah, yeah. The the music would not falter until 2013, but see you in that. Episode. Oh, yeah,
1: that. <laughs> okay, so we're really ending on a bad note. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Let's just drive the nail even deeper.
2: No. Take a
1: couple more whacks, why don't you?
2: But luckily, we have a great... Rise from the ashes moment in just a year's time, mm-hmm. a very quick, very
1: quick. Phoenix some some,
2: some might question that it was too quick. We'll debate. We'll debate. Thank you for
1: <laughs> going through this journey with Thank us. Thank you if you are still here for that experiencing was a
2: lot. this therapy session. It really was a moment. We unpack all of the emotions that we felt during mm-hmm. that era. You can uh, buy tickets to the MM's Two Tour. Available in 2019 at the Las Vegas.
1: I would love if she did another (laughs) one of those.
2: I would too. Oh my god,
1: we need another in the zone and out all night. Yeah, we do. God. Uh, Anyway, anyway, well, follow me on. (laughs) Shameless self plug. Anyway, deep dark mental um, discussions.
2: At the end of the day, follow T. Kyle on Twitter.
1: Yeah. Give us a follow on all the socials and we will be discussing the rise and the
2: comeback of
1: 2008
2: in the next episode. uh, Also let us know what your favorite and least favorite moments from 2007 were since there were so many.
1: Yeah. Where were you at?
2: Where were you? Where were you when? Where were you when? What were you doing when you saw the VMAs, when you got the album? Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah. And
1: goodbye for the uh, 500th time. (laughs) So
2: we'll (laughs) see you soon. See you then. See you then. Do we say see you then or see you soon? I don't. I think it's see you soon. Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) I'll see you soon. Yeah, because it's from Good Morning America. (laughs) Which we're so close to that episode. I can't wait. We're just going to
2: recite that.
1: (laughs) For 40 minutes straight. (laughs) T. Kyle repeating the Good Morning America commercial for 47 minutes straight.
2: Would subscribe.
1: I hope someone does post that. Anyway. Okay. See you soon.
2: See you soon.